Live, uh, the weekly show uh, where we talk about different topics every week. I bring on different guests every week, and uh, we really grind this shit out. Uh, this week, we are talking about X-Men. Uh, why this week? I don't know. Could be the themes of X-Men, you know, could be the powers. I don't know, uh, but I can't do it alone. Well, I guess first thing I should do is introduce myself. I'm the host, Dimitri Pereira. Uh, I'm the host of The Keeg. Uh, every week, Saturdays at 3 o'clock. But you already know that because you're watching it right now, so that's good. Either way, my audio channels are good. That was me vamping, figuring it out. Uh, I can't do this alone. Never can, never will. That's why I brought on two awesome guests that just so happened. It was weird. It's a weird coincidence. Just so happened to be fans of X-Men. Um, I brought them on for yep. their amazingly good looks, uh, but for some reason, like, yeah, they know a shit ton about X-Men, and I was surprised, uh, just as surprised as you guys are. Let me introduce my guests today. First guest, we got Eric Wargo. Hey, what's up, everybody? Yeah, it's so good to be back. I love the king. Uh, great show, and I love X-Men, and what a week to talk about it. I mean, uh, I'm glad yeah. we got the memo about, um... You know, excellent shirts. Yeah. Right. I yeah. Got All right. Magneto was right. Um. Damn, James. I'm. I'm sorry. Uh, I got Avengers. I've got. Uh, Avengers. Okay. That works. Hey, Max. Right. <laughs> Bam! Oh, look at that. Flip okay. Flip. Yeah. I like yeah. that. Word. Uh, Eric. There's Wolverine. There we got Wolverine. That yeah, counts. Yeah. Um, there's your there's your uh, St. Patrick's Day green right there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I feel bad. I didn't realize until today I don't have any X Men shirts. So this Avengers shirt with Wolverine on it was as close as I could do. That's fine. That's, yeah. that's I do fair. love the Magneto was right shirt. Uh, thanks. I weird weirdly enough is uh, back in the day. Well, back in the day, like comics were were more niche than they are now. It was so hard to find the shirt when this when the um new x-men came out around that time yeah yeah i was looking for that shirt and like you could not find this shirt like anywhere and uh it was so tough and you had to get it like custom made and whatever and then i kept looking for it because i didn't want to get it custom made i was like i'll just wait till like somebody already has it and then whatever uh and uh i waited it took a couple years and i was like ah so once it came out i got it and now they have uh, uh, Cyclops is right shirts, as, as Eric is wearing. That was, uh, oh, schism, post schism, pre Phoenix War. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Which is which is interesting because that was worn. Well, both these shirts were worn by Kid Omega, and uh, yeah. was Kid Omega on Wolverine's side or Cyclops' side? I mean, he's on his own side. He's such an yeah. arrogant prick. <laughs> but, uh, I love the way he's written. It's what yeah. I love. Oh, he's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I still, and I know, Dimitri, I know you saw my musings on this. There's a LA comedian, uh, Jason Van Glass, looks just like him. I don't like it's crazy. Like he I has saw the exact. Post, yeah. yeah, just naturally. He's not like, I'm going to look like that guy. That's how he is. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's so, uh, like everything about him is, is it's, 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 it's an exact match. So yeah. I don't know if you, he's just, and he's a funny comedian anyway. So look him up. That's a okay. personal way. All right. Uh, Quentin Quired, I, I would definitely like to see him in the MCU proper. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we will get to that. We got we got yeah. time 
oh, we are going to hit so much. And then at the end of the episode, we're being like, oh, I forgot to bring up this. Oh, I wish we could have talked about that. Oh, I wish we had, could add two more hours. And that's like, like there's, there's so much X-Men. They like even like excluding the comics, there's still movies, there's still just like we could do an episode on just the, the X-Men TV series alone. Oh, I know, I know you have you have uh, commentary on that. Who am I talking <laughs> to? You might be wondering. I, I haven't introduced him yet. He's so rude. I, I didn't introduce him and he starts talking, you know. Uh James yeah. Stebick, how you doing, man? What's up? Good. I was letting you guys talk because I was subtly shoving my son off of camera and shoving my family out of the house yeah uh i don't want sag to get on our case for like child labor you know yeah. if he's on camera we got to pay him a certain wage we got to give him a you right. know breaks and stuff so yeah uh, no my family had to leave so daddy can talk about his picture books yeah is uh matt max not uh a twin perhaps is he is a twin yeah because we could work both of them you know? Oh no, no! Mac and River are uh, almost three years apart. Okay, I'm just saying Sorry. we could do like an Olsen twins thing, but okay. oh right, oh have Mac play play twins. Got it. That baby no, age. Uh... <laughs> 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 uh, I... Thank you for having me. Very happy yeah. to be here. I I think weirdly enough for like for not being a sitcom, X Men has a lot of hyper aging. You know what I mean? Like, you know how, like, sitcoms hyper age? They're, like, little babies. Because they're, like, we oh, can't yeah. deal with, like, we can't deal with ages, like, one to four. So let's, like, boost them to five years old and then, like, yeah. call or it like, a day. Or when you, see, when you see a newborn on a TV show, it's like, no, that kid's at least six year, six months old. Six, six years, years old. old. Really Damn. It's Damn. a grown man in someone's arms. Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh it's like i i don't know like they never work it into continuity they never go oh this is a this is a a, a time jump you know they're yeah. just like they, oh. it's a weird balance they have to strike between everything being kind of timeless but also like being real specific on everyone's ages and context to one another as characters right yeah like, I, I, was, I was reading something this past, i was reading excellent stuff this past week that was uh, it was the the main storyline was set in the '90s, but part of it was time traveling back to uh, what was then the '70s. But then they they just kept referring to it as 20 years ago. Yeah, so sense of like kind of timelessness to everything they try and put out. Yeah, X Men. Uh, well, Marvel in general has a sliding timeline, so yeah. it's it's really yeah. if if they talk about a specific war, if it goes enough in the future, like if it moves forward, then you just like. Think of it as oh, it was the most recent war. Have, yeah. they, you know I mean? have they dealt with like how Magneto's a Holocaust survivor and yet he's still like <laughs> yoked out and like you know he's like he's one of the most ripped dudes in mutant, you know? Yeah, like, you know, he got when he got his mind erased and he became Joseph for a while. He got rejuvenated again, and Joseph was a clone. Joseph was oh, Joseph was a clone. That's right. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. Maybe he's like magnetizing the iron in his body to, I don't know, speed up his mouth. I don't know. They probably I, do I, some. Yeah, I just know he's one of the few people who's able to have physical contact with Rogue because, and this is super detailed and in depth, but yeah, he's able to generate like a magnetic field around like his personal self that provides some sort of barrier from Rogue's powers. Um, I mean, good for him. I, yeah. I mean, like, can you imagine? I mean, 
They end up <laughs> together in one of the time. I think it's Age of Apocalypse where they end up together, right? Magneto yeah. and Rogue. Yeah, yeah. But they end up together in one of the timelines. They first hint at Magneto and Rogue in either Secret Wars, Secret War, or there's a Savage Land arc where they go to the uh -huh. Savage Land. You know the classic Rogue in that like tattered yeah. bikini kind yeah, of yeah. look. I think during yeah. that like time, Frank Frazetta Rogue. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's going to be huge deep cuts, uh, this whole time. Sometimes we're going to talk about things really lame in terms. Uh, uh, we'll have points of reference for everyone, the nineties cartoon, the movies, that sort of thing. Yeah. But don't worry if you don't know who kid Omega is. Don't worry if you don't know what the savage land is. Hopefully we, uh, we I'm describe polite. it, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to avoid, I'm going to try and avoid using a lot of wrestling terms because I'm a huge wrestling fan also. And the okay. older I get, the clearer it is to me that pro wrestling and comic books are almost the same thing, just presented in different mediums. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Okay. I, uh, uh, I, I to that point, uh, uh, Ike Perlmutter and then uh, Mc, McMahon essentially. Oh, Mc McMahon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just like they're very similar people. Sure. <laughs> there's brands. There's characters you like. Characters get pushed. Characters don't get pushed. It's all about fighting. It's all about scene work. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Okay. Um, when it comes to X-Men, we're all yes. roughly around the same age, so it's not like we can Thank think you. back and be like, like, <laughs> you remember when Stan Lee, you know, created X-Men back when I was 10, yeah. you know? Uh, remember back when it was just the brotherhood of mutants and not the brotherhood of evil mutants? Was yeah. it? Was this yeah. brotherhood? It was, it was one at first and then it changed. And I think it's gone back and yeah. Oh, it's because they, of like, Doom Patrol. They're fighting for their rights to call themselves evil is like yeah. not counterproductive. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I think it had to do with um, uh, uh, Doom Patrol because uh, DC Comics had a had a comic called Doom Patrol, which dealt yeah. with a wheelchaired a wheelchaired mentor and his freak uh, students at a mansion. Right. Like that's Doom Does it Patrol. Predate does it predate X-Men? Uh, by I, I know by maybe like three movie. months. Really? Yeah. And huh. so there's like a three-month gap between the two. Uh, insider scoop is that like like people, like Marvel and DC uh, writers and stuff used to talk a lot, like with each other. So yeah, it was yeah. like, wasn't necessarily like a steal, maybe. Uh, but yeah. it, it's definitely like the first thing. And their villains are called the Brotherhood of Mutants, I think. I know. I, I, I can see the comics behind me. I'm predominantly a Marvel guy, and of yeah. that, I'm predominantly yeah. X Men stuff. Yeah, yeah. I had no idea there was so much kind of crossover between those two things. Yeah, and it's interesting that uh, which one has kind of won the war of history. Right. Right. Uh, Weird. There are a lot of. I'm a Marvel head, but I have yeah. seen a lot of evidence of like. Oh yeah, this Marvel character is inspired by this one from a couple de decades earlier. Oh, like, yeah, uh, you can do a whole Doctor, list Fate, just Doctor Strange. Yeah, it's just yeah. like oh my. Oh, 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 oh. Turn the down look down. Oh. You, you guys, you guys know the, the dark side chain, like of, uh, of characters. You guys know what I'm talking about? So like, by that term. Okay. Uh, dark side is DC comics. He came first. Right. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause Jack Kirby left, uh, Marvel for DC to do like new gods and, uh, the fourth I've, world I've, comics. Like right. a lot of people, I've always been unclear if it's Dark Seed or Dark Side. Dark Side. It's, it's in. Is it Dark Side? Yeah. 
should be spelled like dark side though. yeah but, i'm with you i'm with you <laughs> i've only seen it in text yeah uh you've never watched the cartoons right like the justice league uh, cartoon or like, anything dude marvel stuff i yeah, yeah my, oh, my dc knowledge is minimal compared to my marvel okay i've seen good. it in my head it's like a berenstein berenstein sort of <laughs> <you know? laughs> like, uh, i still yeah go ahead yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, uh, uh, dark side. Well, apocalypse is also spelled the the planet apocalypse is spelled with a yeah. K and yeah. lips, and so uh, that was just Kirby's, you know, thing. But uh, uh, he goes to DC Comics. He creates the fourth world. He creates the new gods. He uh, he does a bunch of other stuff. But like Dark Side, right? So Marvel rips Dark Side and makes Thanos. Thanos is a rip off Dark Side, but then. Decades later, DC rips off Thanos with Mongol, who's a uh, uh, the same type of character. Uh, he's like a yeah, he's like a space, like a death god. In space. Yes, like a dictator, bruiser type character. Because Darkseid, Darkseid's not really a bruiser. He's more behind okay. the scenes. But like Thanos is a bruiser, and yeah, uh, Mongol is too. So it becomes this like Darkseid's DC. Thanos is Marvel, then back to Mongol in DC. And like, they just, you know, it is what it is. It's the industry, you know? Yeah. Because even then, like, Darkseid and Apocalypse, Apocalypse Marvel and Darkseid oh, okay, DC yeah. are essentially, like, on paper, the same basic characters. I'm giant yeah. and booming and want to bring about the end of the world. Yeah. Okay. Can yeah. we all agree that Gwenpool is a direct pull from Harley Quinn? Can we, can we can we can we admit that? Gwenpool, I, I know a little bit about Gwenpool, but from what I know, that checks out. Yeah, yeah, no, it's just, it's just like Lady Lady Deadpool essentially, yeah, which lady, I think there was a Lady Deadpool, Deadpool to be honest, like yeah. literally that name. But um, yeah, yeah, I see that. Um, yeah, and then uh, don't even start around the whole Gwen, like it's Spider Gwen. It's like they're a real fucking name, you know? Like, yeah. like what are we doing here? Um, <laughs> I know She's Ghost Spider now, which is better. But yeah, well, while that helps. I mean, Miles Morales. I, I think they they kind of screwed him over a little bit because, like, instead of in merchandising, at least they call him Kid Arachnid. He doesn't go doesn't by that quite, in the comics. Doesn't quite roll off the tongue. Either. No, I Kid Arachnid. Do not. Yeah, it's, I don't. No, no. Kid Arachnid. <laughs> Kid Arachnid sounds like the store brand action figure your dad bought for your birthday. <laughs> Look, it's, it's it's a Spider-Man. It comes in a bag with stapled cardboard on top. You know, like, yeah, Arachnid yeah, kid. You know. <laughs> I was at the swap meet and I found some Spider-Man toys for you. Here you go. Spiderman. <laughs> no dash Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, let's see. My pal Al in the comments, uh, he's saying that Darkseid was in the X-Men Teen Titans crossover. In like the 70s or 80s or early huh. 80s, there was a okay. X-Men Teen Titans crossover where it was Darkseid and Dark Phoenix, I think, where the cool. Teen Titans and X-Men crossover. Because um, they, they, there was this like, yeah, small stint of crossover comics where Marvel yeah. and DC did. Like Batman and Hulk and then Spider-Man and Superman and then X-Men Teen Titans. Yeah. In um, the 90s, they did like a big like, title for title of like who would win in fights? Oh I, yeah, that was Marvel versus DC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was a weird time. Oh, dude, that you know who gets? Yeah. You know it gets brutal. Like I would join. I'm, I'm, I'm bailing out of them because they're just it's like you think 
the baits this week have been bad. Like I've seen some real stupid shit in some comic book forums where people like anime heads and comic book heads are like, who's stronger? And just like naming it's like and it's like a fucking to the death argument uh that neither side is like giving up an inch and it's like yeah. no my favorite imaginary character will win like i just joined these things to like share night church videos like hey here's the from superman enjoy and it's like i don't i don't care if goku could beat him in a fight i seriously <laughs> right why, why is mean, this that's a, the, that's the, the story question right what's, what's, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah they, they've been debating this since the 30s you know yeah. like <laughs> Since the Renaissance, they've yeah. <laughs> to her. Dude, I uh, just had this I had this image of Leonardo da Vinci painting the Sistine Chapel, and it's Goku and Superman trading blows. Yes, so. but <laughs> put that on the roof of the church. Can you? Of course, can, Goku. Of course, <laughs> Goku would win. <laughs> yeah, can you, to think otherwise. Can you imagine a time traveler going back in time? And accidentally inspiring this Goku versus Superman like type religion. Oh, I don't know, dude. I, I uh, dude, going back to the fifties and showing someone a movie with The Rock in it, they'd have a seizure. <laughs> like, like, what the fuck? <laughs> he would not be able to handle a Fast and the Furious six. You know, like yeah. it, they would kill him. <laughs> right. Um, like, anything's too fast. Ah, you know. <laughs> So uh, with with X-Men, uh, little known fact uh, with X-Men is that the early run before they did giant size X-Men number one, uh, X, they did not. It was not popular. It did not do well with sales uh, to the point where they cancel it and they start issuing out new issues that are just reissues, but now renumbered uh, to to kind of bridge the gap for like two years or something like that until giant size X-Men that, number said one. That was leading up to the giant size. Yeah. Wait. Leading up to giant size X-Men. Yeah. Well, like if they stopped at two thirty, yeah. Two thirty one would be X-Men one or like what? Like, like if they stopped it, cause they didn't get that far X like, uh, I just threw out numbers, but you know, yeah. Like, uh, reprinting issues as new issues. Yeah. With new numbers. Yeah. I think so. So uh, I would say, don't quote me on it. I'm like 85% sure uh, for my research. Um, But then giant size X-Men number one comes out because up to that point, think about the original like five. It's, it's beast pre blue, right? Like he's not blue yet. Yeah. Uh, It's, it's beast. It's, it's Iceman, Angel, Jean Grey, Cyclops. It's very vanilla. Nobody really cares. Yeah. Polaris. Very white. Yeah. Yeah. Polaris and Havoc are also kind of on the team at that point. Yeah. And so like beast is very unimaginative. He's just a big guy that, yeah, Paul, Paul in the comments is like bouncing beast. Like that's literally all like he would bounce around and like, he was supposed to be big and agile. Uh, Giant size X-Men number one comes out with Dave, Dave Cochran, Chris Claremont. Right. And it reignited X-Men. Like it takes place a little bit, there's like a time jump in between the the most recent X-Men comic and giant size X-Men one where the X-Men go yep. to this Island called Krakoa and they get captured yep. by the Island. And so Cyclops is the only one who gets away. He has to put together a new team, which like I think is revolutionary. Like the idea yeah, sure. is, is super cool. Right. Um, and uh, they bring in like an international team with a bunch of new powers and new looks and like, that's where Wolverine, Nightcrawler, Storm, like all the classics come from that 
like it's run. Where the, the big X Men theme of diversity really starts, because like we said, yeah. the, the original lineup it's a bunch of white kids. All of a sudden, we got uh, people from all over the world. Uh, first, people of color on the X Men, and what would be an ongoing trend. Yeah, giant size X Men just blew up. Shreds. Yeah, dude, and think of all the things that came out of it. So like. They like Ed Brubaker uh, did that. He he basically there's a third a Summers brother, you yeah, know. Right. Uh, you know they went back to that. Uh, that's where you started to see uh, uh, Professor X. Maybe he's not, you know, completely honest about stuff, and, yeah. and is the world's most powerful psychic. I mean, he you see him abusing power. The, you know? the, ethics, the ethical implications of Professor X have always been always been one of the most interesting aspects of x-men comics for me because he's viewed as a saint and for the most part he's he's altruistic and working for good but he's made terrible mistakes that have been huge that have had huge huge costs in lives uh yeah no completely and a lot of times it's like no wonder (laughs) you know like you know magneto you know and then magneto don't get along uh and you know he gets that hypocrite thrown in his face all the time Mm -hmm. uh krakoa coming out of that that's a huge factor in uh, modern X-Men like right now, uh, which yeah. I don't know where you are, Jay. I'm definitely out of the loop on current X-Men stuff. Um, I follow a number of X-Men Twitter accounts, both writers and artists and just fans and people in the community. So I've, I have very broad I grasp of, of what's been going on the past few years. I know Krakoa is the hot spot in the X-Men universe now, which yeah. just, to what to the point we we're just making like it's crazy to me that this thing that was a big deal way back when in the 70s era of x-men kind of went away hasn't been thought about for decades and all of a sudden like oh krakoa's the spot again everything well, about yeah. krakoa now yeah they brought krakoa back um around the time where G- they create the gene gray school the gene gray school so yeah. like uh i think that's after schism then krakoa comes into play um and yeah Krakoa becomes the front yard right i i'll be honest the last like the last mega event that was going on when i was regularly keeping up on monthly x-men titles Uh i got through all of house of m i think it was the it was in the decimation was when i started to kind of it it sort of sort of stumbled yeah it's been a while and just like decimation obviously a super super weird time for x-men comics because it went against the entire concept of the the universe which was people are born as mutants and have these powers and then all of a sudden 90 percent of those mutants are gone yeah I, powers, I like i'm always like like you know as writers end their run and then pass the baton i'm like a huge fan of of the writer you know tie, tying up loose ends sure but yeah. then also boom deal with this you know and then yes like you know obviously there are editors and and presidents of companies that have to like okay let's go with that yes good idea uh approved uh and then like some- you would for pro wrestling ah there we go ah um <laughs> the i but like the 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 decimation i don't think the the baton an awesome baton was handled hand it over and just not yeah the disconnect between the one mega event going to the other was really yeah. jarring um, um the main like, main storyline i loved i think like the the side stuff was no one i felt like with house of m no one was communicating with each other and so house like of m was all over the place for yeah. sure yeah 
Um, um but yeah, re- oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Zabich. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. That's uh, uh I, I'm a die like I'm so diehard in the comics, like I will eat it up no matter what. Like X-Men is my favorite comic. I, yes, uh, right. compilation of comic series, I guess, because it's not just one. Like X Men is like it's, almost, it's, like half the Marvel universe. Like, yeah, well, honestly, yeah. it's like a third of the Marvel universe. It, there's so many stories. You know what I mean? But it's, um, it's its own universe. Even even being part of the Marvel universe, the X Men yeah. is its own little world. And right, it's treated and, like that right. more often and than not. When we get to talking about the Fox movies, like the Fox movie X Men universe could have been good, and it did not need any other superheroes. Like X and X Men as a movie franchise can literally just be X Men, and that's fine. Like, yeah, it, it could. The comics, With yeah, the comics have done that forever. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, so I, that's gonna be they start mixing it up. It's gonna be crazy. And but also because they've been their own thing, we're able to get all these like B and C list characters brought to the front. And it turns out people can love them. You know, yeah. like Drax the Destroyer. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> is like yeah. co- quoted constantly. Like, you know people love that <laughs> shit oh man uh crazy i i mean we Fruit. oh we'll we'll uh all these things we're touching <laughs> no, on so many times we are gonna get to that we're gonna try to go chronological with everything we got the time all right i think we can do this yeah, yeah. shows so on much. after us huh? yeah. yeah 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 <laughs> uh <laughs> yeah i gotta yeah we, James we we've rented the studio yeah we rented the studio oh. uh till uh five so, you know, after that, we got to we gotta pick up our things and move out. But, you know. All right. Uh, out at five. Yeah. Uh, what what were you guys' first memories of um, of X-Men? You know, uh, growing up, like, what can you think back? Like, what do, you, what do you guys remember? I feel like, for me, it must, I mean, I... When I got into when I got to Marvel, it was like my mom would drop my brothers and I off with like this daycare in in the gym. But like I was sort of old enough that I could be like, yeah, fuck this, I'm gonna go check out the comic book store. And I just hang out in the comic book store. And I think it was like early '90s, like so I was like 12 probably. Uh, and I, I I saw Wolverine on the cover of Infinity War one, which nothing to do with the movie Infinity War, but that's fine. Yeah. Uh, so Wolverine on the cover of that, but Jim Lee, 90s X-Men. I mean, that was, yeah. that was when I really got into it. And then the cartoon came after, I feel like. But I think it was the comic book for me first. But really? I don't have any, like, I don't have any, like, 80s memories of X-Men, no. Okay. Uh, it was, yeah, caught on to them later. I, yeah. I definitely remember the, the, the animated 90s series was definitely a big part of it. But I think I was already a fan before then. Like, Honest to God, the earliest X-Men memories I have, uh, and, and maybe one of you guys will remember this, Pizza Hut doing like an X-Men promotion, I think just before the, the TV series started. Yeah, oh, they had like There was a series, there was like a four-part series of comics that you could go and collect if you went to Pizza Hut and got like a kid's meal or whatever. But there was like a four-part series of comics that like drew me into the characters and introduced them to me as like a team and like, this is an ensemble. There's different characters with different backgrounds and different powers and perspectives. Yeah. They all work together towards a common theme. And uh, I hadn't really been into comics at all before that point. So X-Men was me getting into comics. And like I said, it's it's the overwhelming majority of my comic collection. But I, I, I've read lots of other comics over the years. But X-Men's always just been my bread and butter. 
Yeah. Weirdly, I do remember uh, those trading cards from the 90s. Oh, like, trading cards huge, were a huge part of my fandom as a kid. Encyclopedia Britannica of... of, oh. of not, and again, to your point, there was the Marvel Universe trading cards, and then there was specifically X-Men. The X-Men well. were always better. The X-Men cards they were always dope. deeper like into that pocket. Yeah, there was oh, no like... Yeah, go ahead. I can still smell them. I can smell the glossy <laughs> finish of the the nineteen ninety four Fleer Ultra series. Ooh. I mean, I got mine like right up there. Do you? I'm in my garage. They're up right up there. I could I could get them, but I don't want to. I don't want. <laughs> I, I still have I still have a ton of individual comics in bagged and boarded and in boxes throughout my house. Yeah, I wish I had held on to more of the cards as a kid. Yeah, I think it, the cards just seem more kind of disposable and like ah. Uh, if I'm going to save this or a comic, I guess the comic. But I, I wish I'd save more. The, the, the early to mid 90s was really like, I feel like the peak of collectordom. I yeah. mean, you know, oh, which yeah. is like, if you're doing it for money. That's like count. It's like the worst time to do it. <laughs> but I mean, you had like beanie babies. Yeah. Uh, and then people were like the death of Superman. So like people were like, oh, this thing's, I want to hold on to this. And so are um, uh, 10 million other people. Oh, dude. Uh, I, yeah. I, I still have an individual issue of the, uh, the, the X Men issue where Professor X gets killed and it yeah. sets up the Age of Apocalypse. Like I still oh, have yeah. that one bag and board because it's like, oh, this is the one where Professor X dies. It's going to be oh. valuable. He's yeah. never going to come back to life. Times before already. Dude, read X Men. You'll be like, ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah no that's i mean the the, the trading cards that era like perfect yeah. and yeah the comic books from that era are largely still the same price yeah because there were so <laughs> yeah, many same. also i think because they were so mass produced i i i heard yeah. that they faded real easy and their glue came like like everything like just came undone in the comics uh, like the, the actual comic books yeah that's what I heard of Marvel. Yeah, uh, of just um, collector, like collect the whole collector boom. Like oh, those sure. comics may yeah. not exist anymore just because they've fallen apart. Uh, oh, that's uh, interesting. Yeah, I, well, mean, I don't know if really, anyone in the comments knows what I'm talking about, but like, let me know because uh, yeah, that's just what I heard. There needs to be like another effort, like World War II, where like people were throwing away comics to recycle to help the troops, like literally. And people were like, no one ever thought like, well, this first appearance of Batman's not going to be worth it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, These are just dumb picture books. Pulp, the, pulp this shit. Uh, so uh, now there's hardly any of those. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or whoever, but. Yeah. I don't uh, care how amazing this fantasy is. Throw it away. <laughs> throw it away. Worthless. Worthless. Now, son, you need to save money. Um, <laughs> so. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, like my personal, like, uh, uh, experience with X-Men. Like, I've talked about this on the show. Like, I didn't grow up with comics. Like, when I was really, really young, like, I didn't have comics, at least not, like, American comics. My dad, because my dad grew up with European comics, I had a lot of his comics as a kid. So Asterix and Tintin were, like, two big ones. Asterix. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, like, my, because my parents weren't into like x-men and like marvel and like that type of stuff i my first uh uh experience with x-men was the cartoon and like it sucks because i wish i wish i had gone to pizza Hut and gotten those comics and i think i would have just gotten the comics that much earlier because 
Again, yeah. it's not like I'm lacking on my comic passion and knowledge now. Like, can of you course. imagine what four extra years could have done? Oh, man. <laughs> I don't know. Sure. You know? Was, yeah, like millionaire. <laughs> the Pizza Hut comics were valuable to me in my experience because it was it showed me like I was I was able to watch the TV series but understand that there was this whole other world and an established universe with these characters that I could jump into at any time and just yeah. kind of burst myself on. Yeah. And it's just it's constantly expanding, which is yeah. even, which is crazy too. Yeah. That was I, I can't get into DC because I only have enough room in my brain for for one universe, really. Oh, and... yeah, as a kid finding out there's another comic book company, like, sorry, <laughs> Superman and Green Lantern, the X-Men yeah, I, first. Yeah, I, maybe I'll read your trading cards. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I, I try to keep up with both. Like, I... Uh, maybe I just have a bigger brain than you guys, uh, but I think I oh, can that, fit that it. I think I can yeah, fit it probably. all in here. Um, real smart. Yeah. <laughs> No, you know what what helped me as a kid um with uh comic universes? I I still have them, the DK encyclopedias. Um oh. the DK encyclopedias of the different things. So I have the X-Men one. Which one's that one? Uh this one's uh Ultimate X-Men, yeah. uh, which came out uh, I don't know, like 2001 maybe. Is that the one with Wolverine on the cover, red, uh yellow and black suit? Yeah, I have that yeah, one yeah, over yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I have that one, um, and then I have the Batman one, a Spider-Man one, a Superman one, and a Justice League one. And, like, dude, as a kid, Damn. going through that was, like, there's deep fucking cuts in that in yeah. that thing. Like, do you ever need it's to also- know? Oh, no, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, no. It's just, like, all. do you need to know all the members of Magneto's Acolytes? Like... When do you need to know? Yeah, I know like, where the backstory on the ones that were fused together, yeah, like the, the Kleinstock twins, the Kleinstocks. Yeah, yeah. Like those they used to be triplets. You could think of. Yeah, they That's used to right, be triplets, and then they were then the one died, and there were two of them. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the acolytes were one team that never really got like fleshed out. Like, dude, yeah. that's. They, I could see them showing up at some point. Kleinstocks uh, were fun. Kleinstocks are the only one I remember. Those uh, books are good because it's, it's a nice way to like really direct the flow of traffic of of canon. Yeah, really. Yeah, you know, and any like, specific questions you have, like, yeah, how many times yeah. has Professor X died and come back? Like, oh, yeah. a bunch. Wow. Yeah. Are you uh, are you reading right now? The oh, go, oh, sorry, it's your show. I need to shut the fuck up. No, it's fine. <laughs> Every time Eric's on the show, he talks. And I let him talk because he's my guest. And then Eric apologizes. He's like, I'm so sorry. Oh. I'm so sorry. Well, no, it's like, I'm taking control of the show. Hey, look. No, uh, no it's fine. We got we got two hours. I mean, uh, well, like, I'm, just, James, I'm just. Are you reading the Bendis stuff right now? Or James, what are you reading? What's up? Uh, I'm jumping around to a bunch of old stuff. Um, you can see behind me, my collection is all trades. I've yeah. long since given up on trying to like collect and catalog individual wow. issues. Yeah. Um, I, I, like I said, I'm super behind on stuff. I did buy Messiah complex recently. It's in my pile of stuff to read. Yeah. Um, this past week I've been reading a lot of uh, X factors always in the list because it's my favorite comic book title of all time. And right. there's, there's multiple eras of that title. So I'm always kind of jumping around just to different time periods. 
Uh, I read Prelude to Age of Apocalypse this past week, mm. which was uh, the Legion quest and the actually the the issue where Professor X gets killed in the past by his son and sets up the Age of Apocalypse timeline. Yeah, an amazing couple of issues, like some just yeah, the, the incredible stuff that happens in the Legion quest story arc. Um, yeah, it's mostly X Factor and like '90s era X Men stuff is always kind of my comfort zone, so that's always a jumping. Uh, word, word. Um, yeah, no, I, uh, go ahead. No, you go. <laughs> I hate, I hate talking over, over, no, uh, Zoom it's, and it's just, just yeah, it, it's just the way it goes. It's like, okay, it, it's hard when you're in person, you can kind of yeah. like pick up, oh, okay, there's like a more, uh, yeah. organic way of, uh, waiting for people to talk and then whatever. Yeah. Uh, no, Eric, you go for it, man. I'm on the show every single episode. You're not. So oh, okay. go for it. Uh, no, I just like uh, I just the Marvel Unlimited app has been pretty awesome, and I know I just recommend if you are. I, I yeah. also have have the Comicsology app, which I admittedly should dip into, and there's a lot of DC on there too. Uh, if I if I read DC comics, it's usually through co- like Comicsology, yeah, uh, and it's like year behind. Um, like, but uh, dude, uh, it's been it's 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 great to like catch up. On like huge runs, ten dollars a month is is yeah. like you can't beat that. And then like you know, then Amazon you probably get like a trade for like a couple cents. You know, like there's literally like libraries getting rid of stuff. Yeah, and it's like okay, this this is this thick ass trades a dollar. You know, like what? <laughs> yeah, I've seen stuff like fifty cents for like a thick full color Marvel trade. It's like holy oh. fuck, um, dude! I love I like, love my trades, man. My TPBs, They're I great. love them. I Same love here. Them. Well, I can tell I've by never... James' background. Yeah, I've, I, I've never, I've tried, I've never been able to read the digital comics as passionately as kind of the, the physical comics. There's something about it that just, I recognize that these are the same stories and this is objectively the same thing, but <laughs> there's something about having the physical book in my hand that just makes all the difference. I respect that, and I I still buy trades physically, and maybe even like pull them out just to like get to something quick. Yeah. But for me, it's like it's bedtime stories. Honestly, yeah. like I'll, it'd be like lights out of my room. I got the dim glow of my iPad. Nice. I'm reading, and I'm pro- I'll probably get an issue and a half through. Then I'm out. It's the way uh, to go, man. It's I, not. <laughs> If and if and when I sit down and take the time to really catch up on like the solid decade plus I've missed, yeah, over the past, uh, yeah, since decimation, I'd probably do it through digital, just because collecting all that all that stuff, quality on like quality of story unknown to me, I'd rather just get yeah, read it digitally, most likely. Yeah, but uh, X Men, uh, it seems like X Men comics are really good again, or at least people seem to be enthusiastic and. Into the X Men comic universe, I, lo- oh, I, I love the new run. Yeah, oh. I jumped on very recently. Like you just happened to ask me. I think I'm probably you, I probably brought up in that comic book group, but like I jumped on to X- the new run of X Men, coming off of like a huge run of Marvel comics, Star Wars, uh, which I still need to go back to. But I was like, yeah. I'm gonna wash off the Star Wars with some X Men, <laughs> and uh, the Hickman stuff goes like deep, dude. Like. Ooh. And it's Marvel does this thing. They do this thing where they 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 shift tones, and it's 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 deliberate, and it's actually good. But it's like you'll see it when there was like a run of Daredevil where Matt Murdock's life was falling apart again. Like he his identity got exposed. 
uh, someone he loved was murdered, and then he became like the head of the hand. It was like kind of possessed by a demon, and all the New York street level superheroes had to come and kick his ass. Essentially, yeah. it's like super dark shit. What immediately followed that was like a Mark Wade run of like, I'm going to San Francisco, start my own thing, bright and shiny, you know, sun's yeah. always shining. I'm going to fight in broad daylight as Daredevil, uh, you know, and then uh, it, the tonal shift was just completely different. And so X-Men does this thing where you got like, um, uh, 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 you know, you had your fun, bombastic 90s Jim Lee. Uh, you know, there's dark stuff in there, but it's bright and big and beautiful and clear. Uh, yeah. It all translates into the animated series. Animated yeah. series, oh, boom, very basic. Like, yeah. you know, and, you know, obviously the company is trying to like mandate a, 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 a what do you call it? A, I don't know. They're just trying to straighten everything out. They got a brand they're working right. on, right? Yeah. But then after that, you know, a, especially uh, as fans. It's called an initiative. Initiative? Yeah, like, I guess like, that, hot, yeah. Hotspox is a, like a, it's their new initiative it's their new line i think that's a new line i was trying to think like of a, more like an era. standardizing yeah. what i was thinking of but yeah uh, Street, streamlining uh, a, a standardization I am. Okay. uh i think anyways anyways i'm getting off topic but like x-men has this thing where it's like fun bright shiny and then here comes grant morrison uh you know and frank quietly like getting oh. Real deep in there with yeah, like well, the, Mor the Morrison quietly run is incredible, fantastic. Yeah. What follows that? You have uh, the Joss Whedon uh run, which yeah. is like, yeah, go to space and stuff, but it's like back to basics powers. Yeah, some stuff has changed, but this is the core team. Uh, and you know, the it's yeah, uh, the Cassidy art is fantastic and clean. I definitely remember, I remember falling out during the, the Joss Whedon run because I remember thinking, like, there's some really funny and like entertaining scenes between characters here, but I kind of don't care about this entire story arc, like the big picture being painted. Yeah. Love, love that he brought Colossus back from the dead. I, I thanked him for that as a Colossus fan. Yeah, I, I would say with that one, art over story. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. The art from the Joss Whedon run is amazing. Fantastic. Yeah, Evan. Yeah, not Evan Cassidy. Yes, local comic. Evan Cassidy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. But the... yeah, but but now they've shifted into you know they're back into like deep science biology. You know, like political uh, message. I, I, with Hickman, you're getting high concept science fiction. Super. Um, oh. Meals. Yeah, it's from what I know of what's going on now. All of mutant kind has banded together. Krakoa is the new mutant homeland. Yep. Um, I know that there's some sort of vehicle or uh, narrative device where people are able to come back from the dead, yep. which is a wild on its own. Despite the fact that people coming back from the dead has been a, a tried and true, not just X Men but Marvel comics and kind of comics all together. Yeah. theme forever and ever and ever do you um, want spoilers that, james no yeah at this point it's it's 100 on me to have been caught up all i know is that uh kate pride is running a pirate team which i love oh, yes. yeah yeah Ap and apocalypse is hanging out wearing a suit so yeah I, yep. uh, fuck, I'm in. he doesn't so, go by apocalypse anymore he goes by <laughs> like yeah <laughs> like, like i don't know how to pronounce it. nobody i don't does. know how to pronounce the lettering. Is it just like yeah. is it just like hieroglyphs or just just oh, it's no, like a hieroglyphic a. kind of when I see it I just hear oh are we, and Sabaner? Well, it's probably that. So 
you you yeah. want me to not it's not written out as in Sabanur, but it's it's like a symbol. It's like you'll oh, see okay. written in comic book lettering and then just <clears throat> in. Oh god, okay. Yeah, it's I don't know how to put it. So you really. want to know? You want to know the gist of Hoxpox? You want to know the gist of the the current yes. run? Yeah, House, uh, House of X, Powers of X. Right? Yeah, okay. it starts yes. off like back and forth, and then it then it explodes with like yeah. a classic line of mutant titles. Yeah, so yeah. You got- I, I remember Comic Con last year. There was a big deal made about like I know like the X Men panel. They just kept doing like team lineups like they were sports teams like here's the new uh yeah. lineup. please welcome your yeah. new mutants what is like, a, bunch of them, a bunch of them seemed insane like there were a bunch of characters i hadn't heard i hadn't heard about in years like yeah wait mondo's back in the mix but yeah strong yeah. guys back on an x team like oh, i gotta get back involved so yeah for- well the way that they the way that they bring them back it's like basically backing up a hard drive psychically you know yeah. so like it's like it's professor kind of adventure absorb adventure brothers thing yeah sort of i mean like they use they use like they they bring like it takes like five mutants to do it right so it's like combining a powers like do you know gold balls whatever the fuck i do know gold balls yeah right um so like he was always kind of like a joke character that they just introduced and now it goes by egg because it turns out those are just eggs and so that they can he lays an egg or whatever (laughs) They imbue it with the the psychicness of the person with the last update they had, and then the like mutants just have like you know Mister Sinister style genetics genetic yeah. uh, powers. Yeah. Okay, so it is yeah. just like photocopying, like pulling from the cloud. Let's say. Yeah, pulling the backup. So and it's okay. just like so like one mutant is on a mission, they die, and it's like, well, let's let's bring them back and debrief them on the last thing they saw before they went dark, you know? Yeah. And then it's that like, is bonkers. That is that is some high concept right? stuff. Oh, yeah. that that, that, is, that they, isn't even like the end of it, James. Like no, like it's the beginning all, of all all of Hawksbox, all this new line, right? It's based right. off of one thing. Moira McTaggart yeah. is a mutant. Okay, Moira McTaggart has always been a mutant. She, I tell you right, right off the bat, so don't worry. So here's the thing. She's always been a mutant, but her powers aren't like an active mutant power per se. Basically, they're latent. They're well, it's hard to describe. When it's she like dies, negative power. Yeah. When she dies, she gets reborn as herself back when she was born. So she restarts the timeline every time she dies. Oh my god. With, with the memories. She's a fetus with consciousness. Yeah. Like with the memories right. of all her previous lives. So because of That's this, yeah, because of this, she sees the rise and fall of mutants eight different times. And she oh, learns yeah. from the mistakes. She learns from mistakes of every single time. She, she basically goes through one whole life without realizing that she has powers. So she gets reborn in her second uh-huh. life. Then she seeks out Xavier and gets kind of turned off uh-huh. by his flippantness and then yeah. like things go to shit. So then she's like, okay, next life, I'm going to be friends with Xavier. Then they do that. Then they become lovers in another life. But then there's one yeah. life where her and Magneto team up and there's another life where her and Apocalypse team up and she gives the next person the information of the past lives. And so like she's playing it from different angles, trying to figure out why can't mutant kind survive? Because every time mutant okay. kind dies, and in Hawkspox, House of X, Powers of X, 
they realize that there'll always be a human fear of mutants, but humans aren't the sure. ultimate enemy. The ultimate enemy of, 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 of mutants is robots and AI because the humans will create that and the AI will evolve faster than the mutants and mutants will die. That's fair. You so, can also make the arguments that humans have the capacity for learning and course correction, whereas robots are going to stay on one course and stay right. focused on killing all the mutants. Right. Yeah. And all it takes is one bad mistake for humans to like make themselves go extinct, you know, Yeah. through something. So uh, basically that's the whole thing. So basically what happens is in this final timeline, the timeline that we're in now, Moira McTaggart tells Xavier, we all, there's, n we can't survive unless we all stick together. Like everyone, villains and heroes and everyone. And like, so Total basically, yeah. So they team up with Sinister. They team up with Apocalypse. They, they like create this band of like. Way Mr. Sinister is written now is so yeah. fucking you would yeah. love it, James. He's yeah. Dude, I've been defending Sinister my whole life. I mean, <laughs> it's easy to dump on him, but I love that big, weird, gay vampire. He's dude. so fabulous. Oh, he's he's uh, so fabulous. He's at eleven. Shit. I'm yeah. glad people have finally figured out how to write Sinister. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then so Hickman, Hickman's show running this whole thing. Now the the mutants have basically because everybody's teamed up. Now they have the best of everyone, right? So they, they're yeah. able to combine powers and create strategies and that sort of thing. So they have an island nation of Krakoa. They have a Krakoan language. So now mutants have a Krakoan language. So that Ensabanur, like Apocalypse, he calls himself oh, in the Krakoan language, not in Egyptian. So like God. he's gone That's full true, Krakoan. Yeah. Yeah. And so like yeah. everybody is Krakoan. The Krakoan language is downloaded into their heads. There's gateways all around the world that take any mutant around the world is allowed sovereign, like to be a, a citizen of Krakoa. But other countries Except don't don't want people leaving their country yeah. for Krakoa. Um, so there's that thing. There's also like a push for Krakoa to be recognized as a nation, so that this is uh, the best part. They basically they invent a cure for all of diseases. They invent. I think that's that's the big one. They cre cre yeah, they create a cure. ends your life ten years. Yeah, yeah, uh, and, and yeah, so like Krakoan pharmaceuticals are the shit. They're the it's fucking. This is it. This is years this ahead. years ahead of everybody. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. If, and if I were to if <clears throat> go ahead. Oh no! If you were to what hop on? No, I was I was just gonna ask you. If I was gonna jump in with just one title, since I know. In classic X Men style, they reset everything at issue one within the Ugh. past year. If there's one title I was gonna jump in, on, one or two titles I'm gonna jump in on, what should I do? This is this is the this is the rub with with Jonathan Hickman. Is he's <laughs> wheels, wheels within wheels within? It's yeah. like yeah, and especially House of X, Powers of X. It's it's actually one series. They just sort of call it two things, and and so everything is incorporated. It's it seriously is yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think you could probably just get away with X-Men, maybe, but there's so much going on. And then whatever other person you like. Because keep in mind, all the dead mutants are brought back to life. Yeah. And I, so Pyro is a part of the Marauders that Kitty Pride is a yeah. captain of. So happy yeah. to see Pyro in the mix for Kate for Kitty Pride's pirate team. Like fuck yeah, yeah. Iceman and Pyro hanging out doing pirate yeah. stuff. Hell yeah. Uh, they're they're co-workers now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, 
Yeah, no, Marauders is dope. I love Jerry Duggan. Uh, Jerry Duggan, uh, actually, I'm I'm kind of friends with him. He got me my internship uh, at G4 back in the day. The guy is an uh, amazing comic book writer. His Twitter feed is is fire when it comes to you know national events. Um, and he has, his Marauders is way fun, and I love the way he's handling Kitty Pride. Yeah, that's, like, that's that's one title that's definitely caught my attention. And yeah, X Men Twitter definitely loves Kate Pride. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, the Renaissance that she's gone through has been crazy the past like decade or so. Right. That's yeah. the that's I'll the one say, thing the Whedon run did well. Kitty Pride yeah. we, was like the focus. No, they uh, they shipped her away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they brought her. Or that's, she came back was, later. They shipped her away. Um, but the in very that beginning end. part, yeah. 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 In the end of Whedon's run, I think they did that. But like Whedon paid a lot of attention to her relationship with Emma Frost. That was a huge thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, it's I think that's I mean, other than Whedon just likes writing from a female perspective. I mean, it's like yeah. that was the real reason that she was the main protagonist focus, like yeah. predominantly yeah. it was like we're gonna ship her off. You know, yeah, that, that was that was one thing I thought was really interesting about Joss Whedon's arc, how he brought he brought Colossus back from the dead in the very beginning and then killed slash sent Shadow Cat way off into deep space at the very end. Yeah. It's kind of selfish. <laughs> it's an interesting... Be, be, Colossus and Shadow Cat having been a couple and having had romantic feelings for one another, um, it makes it kind of an interesting double turn. Yeah. Right. Ah, the guy's back. Ah, the lady's gone. Yeah, and even if it's like, even just seeing like reactions of like, oh, she's dating... Like, like she's dating Peter Quill, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, you know, like characters like, I mean, that's, I mean, yeah, we like action and sci-fi and stuff, but yeah. really at the end of the day, you want to see like, who's hooking up with who? What's up? What's what? How do they feel about that? You know, who's crying over what death? You know, that's one the, of, one of my favorite things about uh, the third era relaunch, the, the all new X Factor they did about 10 years ago. Yeah. Was they put two yeah. robots. They put two robot characters in the cast and immediately started to explore the feelings between the two of them. Because mm, oh Warlock God. starts, yeah, Warlock immediately develops crush on Danger. Yeah, of course. Danger's yeah. a great character. I don't. Is, an Danger awesome still around? Uh, uh, as of all new X Factor, which only it only ran like twenty or thirty issues, and I have to look at what year it was. It was within the past decade. I think it was like that's it was another twenty four issues. It was probably like a two year run. That's the one with yeah, Serval Industries, just, right? Serval Industries, yeah. It, yeah. X Factor in the '90s was the the government sanctioned X team, and then the next run they were the the private the private investment, yeah. the the corporate yeah. X team. Yeah. One second, guys. We're right back. Okay. Go for it. I, I I I just got the third trade of all new X Factor and found out at the same time, like, oh, this is the last one. This is all I get. Yeah, I I like the robot robot matchup. In in Marvel yeah, pro- in Marvel proper, the robot robot matchup right now is Machine Man and Jocasta. Oh yeah, yeah. They've That's been, like they've, Marvel. They've proper. been working together for a while because they were together yeah. during the the zombie run, right? They were. They, the that's when they first the meet. I think. Run. I think they first meet okay, cool. during that zombie run because they're both on that zombie team, um, or yeah. the zombie hunt. Oh, Machine Man and Jocasta. Yeah. Um, uh, bring Wargo to speed. Hey, yeah. No, uh, danger. Dan- I just wanted to say, Danger's a very interesting character, and also more of that untrustworthiness from Professor X, who yeah, that Danger was Sentient. essentially aware, yeah, yeah sent like the whole time, kind of yeah. fucked up. 
Um, a little. Let's let's talk about something that's a little fucked up. Okay. Uh, just because okay. I, I really want to like delve into the '90s cartoon. All right. Uh, and, and then it just gets more fucked up from there. I think with the movies, uh, I, I, I was looking up, uh, stuff for the movies to make the montage at the beginning of this episode. And there's so much about the movies that I love and I, they drop the ball 20, 30 times. Like it, like every oh, X-Men thing, uh, they could have made something hot. out of it. Um, I've made, the, I've made the joke over and over again throughout the years that if I could go back in time and 13-year-old James about something, it would be, there's going to be X-Men movies, but don't get your hopes up. A couple <laughs> of them are going to be pretty good, but a lot yeah. of them are really bad. Yeah. And well, then, I don't know about you guys, the whole Brian Singer thing really puts a damper on my enjoyment. It does, <laughs> and it's worse when you think that the the X-Men 2 is arguably one of, if not the best X-Men movie there is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's a future past too. That trailer made me cry, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I was oh, like, man, yeah. So legit. uh yeah. Uh, uh I will say Legion, fantastic. If you oh, watch okay. that show at all, I need to oh check my, that out. It is it is so good. It is so good. So is, is Legion based around the David Holler character, the super powerful son of Xavier? Or yeah. is it are they dancing around that idea? It's one hundred percent that character, oh, but okay. Uh, it's like no connection to the movies. Uh, it's cool. oh, even better. It's own thing. Yeah. Uh, it has a lot to say about like mental health, which I yeah. think is uh, really good for a show like that. It, um, it blew me and, away reading reading the Legion Quest stuff this past week. They yeah. were referencing uh, uh, David Holler being autistic and like specifically using the term autistic and autism numerous times years before that was like a pop yeah. thing. Yeah. No, they were they like whoever did that like did their real research and yeah. you know uh, I'd say that the the show is a little different uh, in how it handles his uh, powers. Sure, but it's it's him. Yeah, his know. powers are all over the place. Like he's one of those yeah. characters that just kind of like he's crazy powerful. So anything he wants to do, he's able to kind of manifest it or bring it into being. Yeah, you're, but you're, there's not going to be like a scene in his head where you go inside and now there's like. 300 different very colorful of varying shapes and sizes different people you know with different powers or whatever it's uh the way they handle it because it's a very strong blend of of practical effects uh, i'd say it's predominantly practical effects uh and 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 you know shifting points of view and then like sort of coded over with with some cgi you know yeah. Definitely I do need to watch Legion. I, I for sure need to check out Legion. It's it is premiere television. I I, I was so impressed, and uh, Brian Singer's name ain't on it. Or at least at least not towards not towards the end, at least. But um, yeah, I couldn't handle. What was the other one that Fox had? The other X Men show, Run away. Gifted, The Gifted. Oh, The Gifted. The gifted. Yeah. Nah. Um, it got I, better. I feel bad that I haven't watched. I barely watched any. I know I haven't watched any X Men. TV series, and I've only watched yeah. a couple of Marvel TV series. Luke Cage was dope, and I will stand by. Luke Cage is great. I mean, dude, I I can't believe how how good. Uh, I haven't seen season two, but season one of Punisher. Not to get off track, but season oh, yeah. one of Punisher. Punisher was well done. Dude, they were they so were good. all good uh, except for Iron Fist. Like I think, see, I would Daredevil, say Daredevil, Jessica Iron Jones, better, but 
Yeah, but I got I only got through half of the Iron Fist season. And I just kind of fell off because of boredom. But I remember yeah. thinking like this isn't as bad as everyone says it is. It's not great, but it's lazy. This it's lazy. It just yeah. Um, it's, that's for me, it lacked. Like if you like if you look at the MCU and then if you look at like the TV shows, even uh, what they all do, and it's like we were just like I was saying earlier. It's like they they're all superheroes, yes, but you look at each individual franchise they're leaning into like a specific genre so you have like thor's like your fantasy iron man's your science fiction cap is like your war political thriller whatever uh ant-man's the heist film uh you know monsters sci-fi you know doctor strange uh and then you get with uh daredevil doesn't have so much and it's like kung fu i guess which is really the default kung fu genre Right, it is, and it's it basically carry that torch instead of Iron Fist. Iron Fist, yeah. I feel like you could maybe maybe that guy. I, I I don't have a problem with him acting so much, but I don't think that they put him through the rigors enough. They should have got even they, even if they stuck with him as casting. I don't know, maybe they find someone better, whatever. But they should have doubled down on like Hong Kong action, sure. st- like production. Like you should have got the people that actually make kung fu films in in hong yeah, kong sure. basically like yeah. really doing that stuff get like i don't know the guys from the raid film anywhere you know whoever but uh th- i didn't find any of that what i what we got was the guy who tanked the last three seasons of dexter you know uh and i don't know they did what what's that if only there was a red flag or a warning of some kind if only, if only, yeah. If we only, yeah. we people know. love people love how Dexter ended, right? <laughs> oh yeah, no, they love. Um, uh, if you if Dexter ended at the the Trinity Killers, no, yes, everyone says that. Man. Yeah, everyone says. I, uh, it's, so uh, Paul okay. Paul in the comments was saying that like Daredevil is also a law drama, so that's its genre. I feel like that's where She Hulk. Yeah, She Hulk is really gonna lean into that. I feel like she, yeah, she so, yeah. kind of taking the reins with that idea. Yeah, uh, you know. Yeah, and, and like, and but even if like a show didn't like le- like lean into a genre, at least had like Jessica Jones had something to say. Yeah, uh, Punisher had something amazing to say about uh, how we treat veterans in this yeah. country. While also that's being always, that's the Punisher. been one of the themes of Punisher too. Like that's literally his origin story. Is is the failed system created? Yeah, like, he's not to be admired. He's to it's a it's a fucking cautionary tale yeah, you know there's whole like, issues and there's whole issues and story arcs of him just frank just killing his way through the vietnam yeah yeah uh, and then do you remember marvel nom comics <laughs> like like uh comics. they they marvel had um it's like apostrophe nom and it was like oh. soldiers and nom yeah and this was like oh they're, they're making these in the 80s uh <laughs> oh right at the, the peak of the peak of vietnam war <laughs> yeah I know. What the uh, fuck is wrong with our country? You know, I I can't remember the stories because I was very young, but I do believe that they, they had to have been anti-war. It's Marvels, man. They're gonna, yeah, you know, yeah. It's like, yeah, oh man, yeah. Mar- the idea were, of putting they were independent publishers for a long time, you know. Yeah, Vietnam um, titles in the eighties is bonkers. Marvel, so bonkers. Marvel historically. When they're making- oh no, sorry, what? Oh, no, go ahead. You're the host. You cut off. You were saying Marvel historically. Oh, uh, Marvel historically is like very like socio-politically liberal, but not diverse. Yeah. Like Marvel, yeah. even Mar- like Marvel's a bunch of white back. guys saying like what should be they done, are. you know? 
Yes. That's even, dude. Yeah. yeah. And like, even like to go back to giant size X-Men, if you break them down, like obviously there was a lot of international uh, characters that showed up, but like, look, we've expanded the diversity of the team. There's a Russian guy and an Irish guy. Canadian. Guy. Yeah. But the German guy is a demon. So that counts as two minorities. Yeah. I, okay. So something that I was, I was thinking about recently when it comes to X-Men. Okay. And the whole X-Men yep. lineup is, I love X-Men for its diversity. I love the socio-political messages of, of X-Men. It resonates with me. Uh, also, like, you know, protecting a world that fears them, right? Like, that's a huge theme yep. with X-Men. Um, and when I think of, like, the strongest female characters in fiction, like, in all of fiction, me personally, because I love X-Men so much, I think the X-Women are, like, the strongest female characters in fiction. Uh, uh, Storm, yeah, for yeah. instance, like Storm's like my number one pick for like strongest female in fiction. Like, I love her she's power great. set. I love her personality. She's fabulous. She's great on Mirage. Like, she like provides cover for the ship that yeah. is going around. Perfect. You know, you know she's a uh, team leader. She's also yeah, like a yep. motherly character to like to certain characters, like Shadowcat. Like her and yeah. her have like an older sister younger sister type aunt kind of yeah. niece vibe but and she even has she even has weak points like with the uh, that make her real like the claustrophobia and yeah the trauma history yeah growing so, up in the streets yeah, yeah. sometimes she'll so be prideful you know what i mean Marvel character. one one thing that really fucks you up you know yeah oh the the weakness aspect Oh yeah, no, that's that's honestly what makes Marvel so great. Like across the whole board is, yeah. you know, very there are few, very few exceptions. Like Steve Rogers is meant to be more like a, a Superman, like a perfect, yeah. Yeah. perfect thing to aspire to. Yeah, Punisher is something to, you know, be cautious, you know, to yeah. be mindful of. But uh, everyone else, like Peter Parker, Tony, uh, Tony yeah. Stark, I almost said Tony Hawk. Yeah, Tony Hawk. <laughs> Iron Man can't uh, stop yeah. skateboarding. He's got a suit. What do you skate? Oh, that issue where uh, when Iron Man hits the nine hundred. Oh, so good. That, I, <laughs> I really wish. They, I really wish that they tackled that issue. Like so, like by three, he's sober. Like Iron Man three, he's sober. But Iron Man two is where he's like fucking up. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah that was something I would have liked to see more in the movies for sure. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's in incredible how. Yeah, it's dude, so good. Even in a bottle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's it's amazing how like lived in and detailed all of these characters are. Like for for years and years, comic book characters and the big title comic book characters are just kind of like broad and just kind of a couple big ideas shoved into one character. And then the X Men, X Men, like they're they're so diverse. They have so many different viewpoints, so many backstories. I I I, I like one of the reasons why I like X Men comics more than like. DC comics per se is DC is all about the single the singular hero title being built around them your Superman's your Batman's Wonder Woman's etc the X-Men universe in particular has always been on space where yeah let's create a bunch of characters and then bring them together as a team yeah um what okay uh you all right what at Eric dying huh if you're what Eric it's, it's, it's Sorry, you sounded like you were hurt for a second, Eric. Oh, That's okay. <laughs> ensemble. Okay. Um, I also hate streaming and miss podcasting live in person with people. Yeah. Oh, God, I know. Yeah. 
we'll we'll bring it back one day. Oh what? man. Wait, no, you what? No, okay, I'll go. Wait, no, you go first. What? <laughs> That's my mutant power to know the fucking talk. Like <laughs> So I'm gonna I'm gonna do a hard segue just because uh, I wanna get I wanna get to the nineties cartoon. Sure. Right. It's like one of people's earliest memories. That's when I got introduced to all the X-Men. Uh, not very many people remember Pride of the X-Men. It was just a pilot. I don't even know if it made the air. Uh, so like 90s X-Men, that's the big X-Men time. Came out right after Jim Lee's run of the X-Men. So it had roughly the same characters. Gambit was a huge character in the X-Men 90s run. Um, how did the 90s run resonate with you? I'm going to start with Eric first because I know James has like a whole monologue prepared. Uh, so we'll start with Eric. I got my go type five. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I definitely had X-Men 90s comics. I mean, the Jim Lee stuff, uh, yeah. of course. But, uh, you know, some Rob Liefeld where before I realized, hey, this art's maybe a, people don't really look like this. <laughs> yeah. um, Why doesn't anyone have feet? <laughs> yeah. But I, I was definitely more of a webhead with Spider-Man, like Venom. Oh, okay. And like, I, that's like not even Avengers... X Men is probably second place, but Spider Man was my jam. Yeah, uh, I was with that. I rode super hard with that until the Clone Saga, and then like oh, this is bullshit. <laughs> like, but like, like for me it was like I I, I remember sixth grade sixth grade camp. I uh, went to this cabin. Whoever was running that cabin had some Marvel comics, and I saw it was a Mark Bagley uh, cover with Spider Man, and then like Carnage and Venom. Okay. Come yeah. out and he's like, "What?" That one like the is it's like a yellow background with a bunch of speed yeah. lines. You know, yeah, I was I like, "What the hell is this?" And then that's when I went back and you know, obviously like went to the comic shop, found Infinity War and and, and all that. And then naturally, it was around that time that the the guys that formed Image, they were like kind of wrapping things up. You know, yeah. they were they were killing it for sales, but not making the money that they deserved, which I totally. Yeah. respect them for like bailing at the peak of of their powers at marvel yeah it was a that documentary is awesome if you find it i can't remember the name but it's about basically the founding of image yeah um, I, I i watched one of those documentaries the history of comics by robert kirkman was it one of those was it that i don't think i don't know if it was robert kirkman robert but, kirkman uh, produces the history of comics or something like that uh on a like amc oh but they had, oh, okay. they had an episode I mean, probably, on Image. Okay. Yeah. I'll check it out. Anyway. Tight. You know. <laughs> but uh, did you watch the 90s cartoon, Eric? The 90s X-Men cartoon? I, I, no, maybe not so much. What, what year was that? Is it like mid-90s or is it 90, early? 93, I want to say. Yeah, maybe I think it's 90. like 93. Yeah. I probably caught him, but Batman was my shit, dude. I, I really. Oh, yeah. I, but that was a golden age. Yeah. It was a golden Gold, dude, age of cartoons. Um, yeah, I mean, even even as much as I loved like Spider Man comics, the Spider Man cartoon, I was kind of like, okay, you know, but yeah. it's just like I think it's, it's just like, the art stuff that I loved about like Bagley's like you know posturing and and even Jim Lee and like even Rob Liefeld. To be honest, he's not even one of my favorite artists. I was I was, I, I was McFarlane was my favorite. Yeah, at the time. Uh, so I like spawn like a motherfucker, but uh, um, I really liked uh, the way the comics looked, and I just I never really saw that translate to the cartoons. It was just everything kind of looked flat and not very yeah. dynamic. 
I felt they hit, like they hit so many storylines in that cartoon. Like, yeah, they, they, they really did. It's crazy. Ooh. No, they they definitely went for it. Uh, did they do the Krakoa stuff? I can't. No, not they that did I a remember. Bunch of Savage Lands episodes. Uh, I, I Dark Phoenix. I was definitely like, all right, cool. Yeah, I, I was just really kind of waiting for that. I think that's all. Days of Future Past, like the first season. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. Anyway, didn't waste any time. Yeah. Uh, no, that's that's. I mean, Days of Future Past. That was the story. Yeah, that was huge. Uh, that cover with like Old Man Logan. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, iconic. Yeah, dude, so good. Who do you guys think should be the new Wolverine? Oh, oh, you want to uh, hear my two cents? Uh, yeah, I'm asking. Yeah. Okay, I don't know exactly who should be the new Wolverine. I just know one thing. Okay. One thing that I want. <laughs> all right. First thing. Yeah. Well, okay. I know multiple things that I want. All right. Uh, first things first. We. D- I don't want Wolverine in the first couple X Men movies. Give him a solo movie if you want to, but like, don't put him in the X Men. We don't need him right now. When the when you do introduce the X Men, like you don't need Wolverine in it right now. Uh, putting Gambit—that's my choice. Gambit as the rebel outcast kind of cool guy, X Man. Cool guy. Yeah. yeah. Like have him fill that niche. Show Gambit some love, and that's like cool. Sure. Also, Haley Steinfeld as Rogue is my pick. So like. Cause she'll age into like it. And so ha- like set up a love angle. Like that's the romance we need. We don't need a triangle between Jean Grey, Cyclops and, and uh, Wolverine again. So anyway, yeah. that aside, no Wolverine in the X-Men movies until, unless he gets a, like a solo movie or whatever until a couple movies in. But my big thing about Wolverine is in the comics, he's five, four. I do not want a five, yeah. four actor. We don't need like Hollywood doesn't run that way. And that's fine. But what we could have is a 5'7", 5'8", actor, which is still shorter than Hemsworth by a lot. Are you 5'7", 5'8"? Is this where this is going? I'm 5'7". Logan is still short. Yes. Logan needs to be short. Yeah, Yeah. he doesn't have to be a Danny DeVito size. He he needs to just look shorter because I feel like that's part of his personality. It's like, if if I saw Hugh Jackman, like if I, in an alleyway, I wouldn't want to fight him claws or no claws. Like, like it's Hugh Jackman ripped. I don't want to fight him regardless. But he like needs, Wolverine. He needs, he needs to be small enough for a fastball special. That's yeah. all. Yes. That's all right. You do a fastball special, I, I make it look good. Fucking right. Everyone will forgive you for a height. Right. <laughs> Wolverine, Wolverine having short guy syndrome and having the need to like prove himself physically in fights all the time a huge aspect of his character. So yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. Wolverine doesn't need to be comically short, but no. he does need to be short in comparison to the other X-Men. Like if, if I could tweak that, that, I would, if I could tweak that, Avengers, I would say, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. If I could tweak your thing, James, I would say a guy who used to have like a uh, short guy syndrome. Cause like he always feels like a guy who kind of came out of it and is just sort of like, true, yeah. he That's definitely true, has, yeah. He has the remnants of someone who's like, fuck you, you know, but now he's like, yeah, yeah man, fuck you. Whatever. Wolverine knows at a certain point he can beat anyone in a fight. He doesn't need to prove it anymore. Yeah. Right? Wolverine's right. gotten over his toxic masculinity or whatever the fuck right. he didn't want to say. What? Dimitri, are you familiar with the, uh, the Ultimate X-Men yeah. of comics? Oh, Did you ever Ultimate. Read I read everything Ultimate because Marvel.com had what was called Dot Comics. 
And that was my first time reading like comics one after the other every month as it was released. So like that was my first like big run is all ultimate stuff. Uh, Yeah. yeah. And then I would Um, buy the trade paperbacks. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Ultimate X-Men was one of those series that's really strong, but the longer it went on, there's the kind of more it fell apart. And the worse oh, it got. Yeah. But I brought, I bring it up only because the way they introduced Wolverine in that series where you don't see him at all. The first issue. And then the last panel is him when Magneto is saying, send Wolverine to infiltrate the X-Men and spy on them. Yeah. And it was like a big, yeah. it was a big turn at the time. Cause Oh my God, Wolverine's with Magneto. He's being sent as a mold of the X-Men. Like yeah. that was a huge turn. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. I love that Ultimate X-Men first couple runs where they literally, like, well, the first ru- the first arc itself, they really get uh, the oppression part. And, like, yeah, yeah. There's, a, there's a panel that sticks out to me. Um, it's Mark Millar. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, Mark, Mark Millar does, he's sometimes ve- too edgy for his own good, but, like, sometimes, yeah. like, like dude there must have been an editor just tampering them down like yeah <laughs> there there's a scene where and i'm i'm trying to find it with with um iceman and the humans uh okay if you could see yeah. this it's this panel right here always stood out to me and the oh, reason yeah. the reason is is that white people black people and then gay people all hate mutants and it's this everybody's like angry. everybody hates mutants like it does, yeah. like humankind is is gets over their oppression of each other at least for a little bit to oppress yeah. mutants it's this like crazy oh. thing that like still sticks out in my mind yeah you know, uh, don't, for, don't ever underestimate people's ability to like find something to hate like i mean right, like, right. yeah i mean uh, like they're like people that don't like trans people it's like right what the fuck How- i mean there's there's gay people who are racist you know oh yeah, yeah. uh lindsey graham hey oh all the uh, things coming out about lindsey graham right now have you have you been have you guys keeping up lindsey graham is oh yeah he's an excellent senator like <laughs> i mean he <laughs> who would have ever thought lindsey graham might have been gay that's, that's yeah so, that's great more of that, please. That's some good news this week. Yeah. <laughs> all it, right. And just so we're all on the same, just to be all on the same page. Yeah. Lindsey Graham being gay, totally fine. Yeah. Lindsey Graham being gay and using his position of power to to limit rights to gays yes. and hurt yes. gay people decades. Yeah. That's why we hate Lindsey Graham. Yeah. yeah. That's my applause. Okay. okay. It, didn't, it, sounded, yeah. it sounded like uh, panic screaming. Yeah. <laughs> No, that would be like. There we go. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just hitting random buttons now. Okay. Hi. The, the more you Leslie know. Nielsen machine. Um, yeah, so right. take control of your Dimitri. <laughs> what? What? I forget where we were topic wise. Like, um, Ultimate X Men. Ultimate X Men. Wolverine. What? What we would want from Wolverine? So oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want like a Wolverine that's around like a little shorter than average. It'll stand out a lot in Hollywood and he'll yeah. still be badass. So some people had brought up Daniel Radcliffe. Like he, but I think I, it's just cause he's short, he's short and hairy. I think that's like why people bring him up. But like, 
Physically, there has to be other short and hairy people in Hollywood. <laughs> I mean, Harry Potter doesn't mean he's actually hairy, guys. So. Yeah, yeah I, he is pretty hairy, though. I, I think I heard his name being batted about for Moon Knight. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've heard him attached to other other Marvel titles or ideas. Yeah. Again, uh, the character where it's like, cast someone Jewish, please. Like, just for just, yeah. Mar- I'm, I'm sure they will. Is Moon Knight uh, Jewish? Which is like, I don't to make. Yeah. Oh, dude, totally. Oh, okay. totally. Which totally plays into like being enslaved by an Egyptian god. You know, oh. like it's, uh, yeah, no, that's, that's oh. something they definitely have to do casting. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, I'm hoping whoever, whoever directs the, the next Fantastic Four slash the first good Fantastic Four movie will be able to kind of work in like, hey, Ben Grimm is an iconic Jewish Marvel superhero. Yeah. Marvel name. Yeah. I, right. I really think it's important that they, especially now, like hammer on down on that side. And they probably will. I, I, it's easy to talk shit on Disney, but I really believe that they'll do the right thing with casting they, and all that stuff. They've done well so far. So I yeah. Know. No, they're yeah. the Little Mermaid. I mean, they're, yeah. they don't give a shit. They'll do it. They'll do yeah. it. They're on board. Dude, <laughs> um, I, can uh, I, yeah. What's up? No, can I make everyone hate me by jumping on the, uh, the animated now yeah because animated i know, I know yeah. yeah go for yeah. it man it's, hands off like it's bad like it's bad to meet people it's bad it's real bad uh, <laughs> i loved it as a kid like i religiously watched the x-men series as a kid and would go out of my way wake up early on saturday mornings just to see the x-men uh when the dvds first started coming out maybe like 10 years ago i, I bought them up as soon as they could because it was the first time in years those have become available to people. And I learned so quickly in rewatching them. This show was bad. Not good. And like, it's a lot of it. It's just kind of self like restraints they put on themselves with just, this is a kid show. So we can't have people getting really violently hurt. People can't get shot. That's why all the guns are just the standard early nineties laser beam guns. Yeah. Just shoot lines of light. Um, Wolverine can't use his claws on anything that's not a robot. Like, yeah, there's a lot of constraints they have. Right yeah, it's got, but yeah. Then, like I and I invite anyone to do this. Anyone who has Disney Plus, you have access to the entire run of the the Fox Kids animated X Men series. Go back and put on literally any episode and try and defend it. Like. The like just down to the level of the animation is sloppy a lot of times, and it gets worse as the series goes on. Yeah, yeah. Is that is that your rant, James? Ah, uh, it's it's like it's like forty percent of it. You know what's, what's the worst episode from that run? What what angers you the most? I I haven't watched the final season yet, and I don't think I ever caught any of the when I was a kid. But I think they change showrunners or they change animation houses at some point. So the animation style is distinctly different in the last season. And they go off the rails with a bunch of like weird things. Um, I've watched half of the Mr. Sinister origin episode in the final season. Uh, in case anybody wants to see uh, a, a 19th century doctor defending eugenics and <laughs> in an ant like. <laughs> and there's an old there's an old Xavier character hanging out in it. Like it's it's rough. And like the writing is bad. If you try and plot out exactly what happens in any episode, you'll figure out really quickly, like, oh, this is just these are just bad ideas. This is dumb. Yeah. Um, 
there's one episode one episode i'll recommend and uh as again with every the title i keep referencing over and over again uh x factor all-time favorite title uh there's an episode called cold comfort where they actually the x-men run into and meet and fight the x-factor team briefly uh it's also the x the episode where iceman's in it where they introduce iceman and then he goes away again for so classic bad writing and trying to do too much in one episode but if you plot out the plot if you try and plot out the the plot of that episode uh iceman shows up on the x-men's radar because radar because he attacks the x-factor base in new york or washington uh they have to go and rescue him from that uh he then escapes the x-mansion to just go back and attack the same base again because <laughs> jubilee helping because jubilee helps him escape like all of this is objectively stupid yeah but uh, but i geeked out over it because it's we get to see multiple man for a minute. Uh, strong guy is there, even though he doesn't have any lines, which is critical because strong guy is a great character to have talk. Yeah. Uh, even like, like havoc and Cyclops running into each other for the first time and having their powers not work on each other, which is another thing that doesn't make any sense. And then that, not really is that canon? Is that canon in the TV series? I don't think it's canon in the comics. No, like, they've definitely like yeah, Cyclops and Havoc definitely have seen them from the blows. Yeah, you know, because yeah. I remember as a kid thinking that their powers didn't work against each other. Is that am I making it up? When did that? Is it just no, in the cartoon? That, that happens in the episode. Like okay, Cyclops and Havoc square up and just like blast each other in their respective ways, and yeah. then the smoke clears and they're both just standing there like, oh, what happened? Okay, there's never there's never an explanation for. It. But yeah. I think I think that was one of those things where like those of us kids who read the comics and actually knew that Alex and Scott were brothers, even though they don't know it, like, oh, their powers must not work on each other because they're related. But like oh. again, that was a leap that us the audience had to make based on a poorly written TV episode. That's yeah. weird. Yeah. Um it's yeah, on go back and watch any episode on Disney Plus. They're all pretty laughably bad, despite the fact we all love them as kids. It's right. Aged- it, it it yeah it has aged poorly now the show that i think uh i think is underrated and has aged fairly well i think is x-men evolution season 2 yes. onwards season 2 Agreed. onwards season 1 is very like oh how do youngsters talk let me uh <laughs> let me write that in like oh uh, like kurt like nightcrawler is like this is hip no like I'm the I'm Nightcrawler, but totally tubular, dude. <laughs> like I feel like Nightcrawler's the one character you can get away with that. Doing yeah, because he's foreign and like, oh, he's just learning English anyway. Of course, he wouldn't know how right. to talk. Right, but like, but like everyone get, else lives there. Knows yeah, how to talk. you get Cyclops doing things like, "Hey, Kurt, you know, uh, that's not rad," and like, oh, okay, <laughs> like. Uh, everybody's skateboard. I I get your I get your you're a jokester, but you know you're busting like stop busting my chain or like I don't know like <laughs> saying like weird things like that's like first season where it's you, like bro? yeah <laughs> that's first season second season onwards X Men Evolution is is tackles because um I think second season onwards is when like mutants become public knowledge. Uh, and like, yeah, that's when the first things season, finally get going. Like kids with power. Yeah, yeah, but like, X Men Evolution 
uh, is underrated. And what's really good is Wolverine and the X-Men that comes later. Like that series. That's, that's that lasts one, I've one never season. Watched. I don't okay. think I I, I've watched a handful of X-Men Evolution and was super impressed with it. Um, yeah, it, it, it yeah, got a night and day difference in terms of quality between that and the original animated series. Yeah. I need to check out the the Wolverine one. I've never seen uh, an episode of the, uh, the Wolverine one. Yeah. I've heard people rave about it. Yeah, Wolverine the X-Men, it right. lasts one season and it uh, it tackles a lot. Like, again, it's about the, the commentary. Like, it actually hits yeah. that. And it goes back to basics, but it, with with like '90s and 2000s continuity to draw from. So they bring in Genosha, they bring in like yeah. all that stuff, yeah. uh, you know, and they're able to do a lot with that. Eric, were you gonna say something? Yeah. Well, I was actually curious if you guys want to hear me sort of pitch my pitch. Yeah, for sure. Mutants in the MCU. Oh, if we're getting um, to that, I I literally have a document of. Uh, I just okay, go for it. If we're opening up that okay. can of worms, yeah. All right, word. So hear me out. We've already got Scarlet Witch, Petro, right? Um, dead for sure. He's dead for sure. Okay. Um, but he was alive. He had powers at one point, yeah. given to him by the Mind Stone. Now, what I believe is that House of M and No More Mutants has already happened. Uh. And, uh, you know, and sort of in sort of a reverse House of M sort of fashion and perhaps a uh, uh, ashamed, failed Professor X, rather than try to see his mission through. Just pulls the plug. Pulled, pulled the plug. It's like, you know what? We can't we can't do it. You know what? This is my last act. All mutants. No one's even going to know we're here. So going back. So so. Xavier's the character that uh, plays the Pietro role of, of prompting Scarlet Witch to recreate the universe. Yeah, Marvel yeah. has to like tweak something about the sure. story. Do the basic story, but tweak any element and they're fine. But like every mutant has like basically the part of their brain just like dampened, like a yeah, psychic block, right? And so here you have uh, uh, the Maximoff twins mm -hmm. uh, and what gives them their power nothing they've already had it it's just that the block has been shattered the psychic block has been shattered by a mind stone like it always it never sat well with me that a mind stone gave them like powers that they were just naturally good at okay. you know what I mean? right so i believe that house of m should be like sort of like it takes place one outside of the timeline yeah. it's already happened but um we get to see that we, we've never really seen like the thriving mutant society uh, on film. Yeah, uh, you've always see the dystopian version, and you could start off with House of M, and then you could see that crumble and see mutants like are just as corruptible. Uh, to so power, you see, you see the dawn of mutants in the MCU as a kind of first House of M, a, a a yes more mutants situation, as it were. Yeah, and you know you could it could have you could have the same setup, you know, that leads sure. to it, but. The the human, the, the mutant, and then the human slash superhuman sort of conflict because you're right. naturally going to have, I don't know, like like Captain Marvel, like or what you know, and then there's that whole thing with Rogue, like how are they going to do that, right? So, uh, you know, this doesn't have to be like in the '90s or whatever, but I mean, it can be years years ago, uh, and you could throw in Tony or whatever, but. 
Uh, and you could have, and then you can have like Wolverine stories, like maybe a Chris Evans cameo during mm-hmm. World War II, whatever uh, you want to do. But I'm definitely on board for House sure. of M has already happened. Um, and question. now we're going to slowly get that back. Yes. Question. Uh, yes. So why doesn't like Tony Stark remember their mutants? Because every no one remembers. Okay. So it's the whole the world. Mind stone, the Mind Stone dampens everybody. Okay. Everything. So it, yeah. Okay. So it's almost like, like even in reality, like, like Scarlet Witch has like right reality manipulation powers, and perhaps so, that can get explored in a one division and yeah. Doctor Strange too. Scar- so Scarlet yeah. Witch has to be the kind of Star- Scarlet Witch has to be the crux of the kind of the, the avenue by which mutants are introduced into the MCU. It's I percent. Yes. I have my own idea that doesn't hinge on that. I mean, if Eric is finished, okay. Unless you got more, I'm, I, that, that's really the gist of, of my deal. But uh, you know, I think I do think they need to go beyond. Like we can reference, like oh, Professor X, Magneto, Cyclops, like yeah. right. Maybe some are still around, Wolverine for sure. But yeah, we need to go forward with with not just the new mutants, but new mutants. You know, yeah. uh, we got yeah. just got to move forward. You can't. Like, how many people are really going to get... We talked about it, but how many people are really going to get on board with, like... Yeah, the, the, Magneto's a Holocaust survivor, and he's fucking yoked, yeah. you know? Right. Like, how... Like, that's... I, I, You know, unless they go with some weird explanation, it's just... Right. Well, there's there's a weird uphill battle already built into this where there's some public memory and perception, and you're talking about in real life, of the X-Men movies and just X-Men in pop culture, but... The movies have been so hit or miss and just so all over the place that whoever's directing and introducing mutants into the Marvel Cinematic Universe has a real difficult job ahead of them because right. there's there's some right. preconceived notions, but there's just enough where people have expectations. But and, but then there's the, the ocean of comic book fans who have very specific expectations beyond yeah. those. There's... Well, yeah, and you know... Don't go in with expectations. That's, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're good life advice. Calmed out. Yeah. There's a uh, problem. There's obviously, yeah, a problem with the Fox X Men universe that there's expectations there. But there's also expectations of, like, Marvel has been around for 10 years, 11 years, 12 years now, right? So, like, yeah. Marvel has to figure out how does the X Men fit into their universe without being a rehash of the same ideas that they've already done? Uh, yeah. So there's a thing there. So, if you guys want to hear my pitch, uh, I'm really proud of my idea. Uh, sure. You know, it is what it is. Uh, basically, we're to preface the pitch, Marvel bringing in the X-Men, there's a couple problems that there is, right? There's a problem that there is a Fox X-Men universe that precedes this that people might be drawing expectations from or, like, might be right. tired of, Right. So exactly. there, there's a point where like you got to put certain things to rest, aka Wolverine. Um, there's also like, sure. like when you're deal like the the horrible Inhumans TV show, like, and the Inhumans effect on the Marvel universe when it comes to Agents of Shield, like, you have to do something yeah. different than just like oh, because like they remember like when when Fox had the X Men thing. Marvel comics and Marvel movies and TV shows were acting like X-Men doesn't exist. Inhumans are the new X-Men, right? They really like yeah. hedge their bets on that. It's really funny. Yeah. Right? Where also like insane. we can just tell the same stories, but with Inhumans. 
And that failed because yeah. I don't like the Inhumans. And so... Yeah, that uh, was that was never going to work. And it all yeah. failed because you, Dimitri, don't like them. Right. So uh, you have to do something different, right? So there's a kind of an uphill battle yeah. there. Also, here's the thing. The, que the big questions are, why haven't we heard of the mutants so far, right? And then also, there are old mutants that need their powers. Like, we can't spark mut mutations right now. We can't have, like, an 80-year-old man suddenly being like, I have psychic abilities now. Like, suddenly, everybody gets their powers at the same time. Like, yeah, we can't do that right we can't have wolverine suddenly be like i have powers now so then we'd like lose all the past of all these older yeah. mutants right so my pitch is mutants have always existed they've always existed but the reason why we haven't seen them is because they're in such small numbers such small numbers okay we're talking sure we're talking 200 mutants in the whole world the 198? Is that yeah. what this is? Yeah, kind oh, of man. kind of going off of that. Totally forgot about the 198. Yeah. So we're dealing oh, with a very, very small amount of mutants that they're not public mm -hmm. knowledge and they're easily containable. So S.H.I.E.L.D. or some sort of government organization contains the mutants before they become public knowledge. Why are they public knowledge? Why are these mutants a threat more than the Inhumans are? Is because... Mutants are the next stage in evolution and will have a population boom in the next 20 years. Like yeah. like 198, 200 right now in 10 years is going to be thousands of mutants. And in 20 years, sure. millions of mutants. <clears throat> so the government sees that happening. So contain the mutants now and, and figure that out. Keep them a secret now until they can figure out a way to contain everything but yes right. change is coming right so out of that 198 you can still have all your favorite mutants you know and yeah. still have characters that will pop up with powers like out of nowhere and it's uh still a threat to mankind more of a threat than inhumans are now here's the thing though uh ben grin what ben grin oh yeah the thing uh Boo. With the X-Men exist, but the X-Men's deal with the government is they're sent to contain the mutants in a non-hostile way. And that, like, they're the ones in the shadows taking the mutants and bringing them to the mansion, right? Like, and the government keeps yeah. track. The government's registering them, and they don't like that. The X-Men don't like that relationship between them and the government because government uh, calls the shots right yeah it's you know kind of, do you remember the you no judgment if you've never heard of this because yeah it was a while ago and it was very forgettable do yeah. you remember the exterminators era of x-men um no is that around era. the time x-factor goes is that x-factor yeah when x-factor first launched it was the the five original x-men characters yeah. without professor x that's and what the whole shtick was yeah, they they were like a mutant investigation team where they'd like they basically functioned like the Ghostbusters where they'd like if you have a mutant problem call us and we'll show up and we'll deal with the mutants. Right. But in reality, they were like, "Hey, we know we're mutants too. Let's get you to this academy right. and the school where right. you can be safe." Yeah, 
X, yeah, X, the, the original premise of X Factor is super flawed. And again, yeah. basically Ghostbusters. Right, right. down to uh, <laughs> uh, Angel Angel used to keep his wings contained in like a giant backpack thing. So yeah. there were a lot of parallels to it. Yeah, I want that, that, that's, that's that's a Yeah, it's, my, my mind couldn't help but go there. Yeah. So like, it is, I, I it just is love, based like, off of that. Okay. Yeah. I do love looking at the original X-Men lineup and it's like, yeah, Cyclops, Jean Grey, Iceman, Beast. And then you see Angel. They have to give him a bazooka. Like, that's the fucking... <laughs> <That's good. laughs> like, which is a terrible thing to use when you're like, okay, if I just shoot... Plah! <laughs> yeah, when you're fl- yeah. flying and using against the Master of Magnetism. <laughs> Think it through, yeah. guys. Yeah. Dude, how I, do you... I, I love that idea of like, oh, the flying guy's kind of weak. Give him a gun. Yeah, give them oh, the even we got. They've updated right. Angel so many times because of how useless his original powers are. Yes, right. They they yeah. they have done a ton of stuff building on the Angel character. Angel, yeah, Angel through the years is fascinating. The arc he has. Uh, yeah. yeah, no. Uh, Rick Remender's X Force is hands down my favorite X series like nice. that I've I've ever read. Is that the one? Yeah, the Rick Remender, and they really Phantom X, Psylocke, uh, Archangel, is Wolverine. Wolfsbane uh, isn't Wolfsbane in the lineup at that point. Wolfsbane, I think, is in it too. Yeah, I and mean, it's like it's their it's their their Warpath. Thunderbird, yeah, yeah, a Warpath. Warpath, yeah. Thunderbird was the one that died. It's their uh, it's it's like their strike team essentially. You like the yeah. Black Ops, uh, and it gets. Way out there. Yeah. I, I I might go back and read it again. It's really good. Art's that's fantastic. The, yeah, that's the apocalypse uh, stuff, right? It's yeah. So it's it's very apocalypse. It's four horsemen centric for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um. Uh, and yeah. and, and I, I remember the way they tie that into celestials. You yeah. know. Oh yeah. And they're even doing that now with the current uh, X Men run. You know, Hickman loves his infographics. Yeah. Uh, on everything. Yeah. It, like love infographics like you're done like okay well, that's the end of the story turn the page oh my god and it's like fucking branches and where everything connects and it's all the nice. the back matter and they really get into it with what apocalypse really is like he's finally he's a mutant he's i mean yeah i know right like he is a mutant but he's not i mean he's 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 sort of like i don't know like I mean, he's like the first mutant, but he's, he's like kind of, the yeah, he's, base. He's the first mutant that shows up on the planet, but he has kind of like a, there is a kind of celestial quality about him because his powers are off the charts and kind of unquantifiable. Yeah. He's another one of those right. like, ah, whatever he wants to do, he can do because he's super powerful. It's like the power cosmic. Exactly. I mean, he's, yeah. Like basically. it just does whatever you want. Yeah. 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 I love when, I, I hope he touches back on this, but I loved, uh, reading like shield you ever read like his shield run where oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like shield was in ancient egypt and you see it like through the ages and like leonardo da vinci is an agent of shield uh you know uh, oh, yeah, yeah. uh Domus, yeah uh, like drinks the infinity formula and he just like he gives them all the info they need to like uh, uh um you know do pre-strikes essentially on stuff uh and how um uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, the, the the basically the theory of gravity. Uh, uh, Isaac Newton. Isaac Newton. Like Isaac Newton is like he was a Shield member, but he's like an evil piece of shit. Basically, I think he co-founded Hydra. Like, but he's 
like he's uh he was a sorcerer supreme at one point uh he I love that. yes no he, he at one point he was the sorcerer supreme isaac newton <laughs> and um <laughs> what else um like in um the eternals if you've ever read that there's sort of like i also think that eternals could give way that's actually that's another part i should probably touch on my mcu mutant deal is that um the mutants uh probably stem from uh what the eternals will introduce eternals uh were uh you know fucked around with by celestials right um the dialogue back then super fucking stiff very hard to get through yeah great art but oh concept great but the dialogue woof Um, that was that was kirby right but like Kirby. Yeah, it yeah. was all Kirby. And it's yeah. like, all right, yeah, Kirby, the real shit. Let's go. <laughs> um, but very forward thinking. And, and you know, uh, yeah. he definitely, you know, I mean, ahead of his time, still ahead of his time. But you had uh, the Eternals, which were like the gods, basically like uh, Kirby and Kirby and takes on regional gods. Yeah. And then you had they're not mutants, but I'm pretty sure they're called like, like deviants. Yeah. yeah. And then. Yeah. Deviants, after like they just basically just look like you know they're just like mishmash of bipedal life forms but then eventually what some of them start like looking like humans yeah and you have a guy they don't really get into it but there's a guy who looks like namar and namar is considered the first like mutant also they didn't really need to figure out he's not the first but he's it's not namar he he's was, a, he's yeah, yeah. He's, he's the first a people mutant character. Yeah, the yeah. first like weekly yeah. known. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I don't know. I really think that they could tie it into that. Like you have the Eternals, and then you have like deviants, mutates, or whatever. But what I was getting at is like Isaac Newton found like a deviant like kingdom where there's all these fucked up looking like you know creatures. And he basically beds down with one of them for knowledge. <laughs> and it's like, I mean, and then just destroys their village. And yeah, like, yeah. like he's just evil as fuck. I mean, you got to do what you got to do. Um, you know what I'm saying? I, I really, I wanna, what's up? You got to do what you got to do. You got to do what you got to do. It's for science, man. I do, yeah. You know, Bill, Bill science, Nye, science you, rules. You, 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 <laughs> shit ain't gonna discover itself. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Dude, wait, wait, so, question. Uh, do you, do you yeah, think you know, Bill Nye... Sorry, real quick. Do you think Bill Nye is an agent of Shield? Bill Nye, this agent guy. Uh, he could be. He could. Mm-hmm. I. I mean, I'd buy into that. Okay. Gary Shandling's an agent of Hydra. I, <laughs> you know. I wouldn't mind believing that. <laughs> What's yeah? I, I yeah. believe. I okay. Believe. I would love to see Bill Nye and uh, 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 the the Cosmos. Uh, Oh, uh, Cosmos. Uh, Carl Sagan. Carl Sagan. Yeah, Sagan. Uh, Carl Sagan. Or Neil deGrasse Tyson. Carl Sagan's like AI that they get their missions from, you know, like <laughs> on a giant yeah. screen. Love that. Yeah. Man. Oh, yeah. That, their agents, that would be a much better Shield TV show. I dropped off a of Shield like a couple seasons ago. I like was, I the, tried the Ghost Rider it. season. What's up? I tried watching Agents of Shield and got like a few episodes into the first season and just I don't know it, it didn't it didn't hook me. You have to continue. No. Like um, you got to wait for the twist in the first season. There's a twist, okay. big yeah. twist. 
and dude, I didn't, I wasn't prepared for how many episodes that season had. That was it was a I was like yeah, shit. Yeah, this yeah. Is a, the number of episodes in Agents of Shield is daunting. It's yeah. daunting. It's super daunting. Uh, it gets good when yes, the twist kicks in, uh, and then it's okay. Uh, they they try. It's like you can tell, like yeah, because Marvel TV and Marvel Studios film were not the same. Studios wanted nothing to do with TV. TV wanted like, hey, hey, come on, us. It's and they tried touching on like when Dark Perlmutter sucks. Yeah. He's, he's a fucking awful human. Yeah. Uh, but it, they tried to touch on like Dark World happened. Like the agents briefly showed up at like a place Thor was at, but he yeah. wasn't around. And they're like, okay, well, let's do something non-related. Um, yeah. But then they did the Ghost Rider uh, oh, season. That's, that's season, like season four is amazing. That's the best one, and then yeah. after that, then then after that, it was kind of like so what again? But uh, that was awesome, and then they were gonna like do the Ghost Rider series, but then that probably got iced out because uh, of Disney Plus. So, and that was gonna be like more like on the Punisher side of things, but yeah, yeah. who knows? Ghost Rider is one Marvel character I just I keep forgetting about. Like <laughs> huge in the '90s, but yeah. like not a lot of love since then. Sorry, Nicholas Cage. Uh, I mean, the Robbie Reyes guy is. I mean, that's a. It's a good take on him. He's like he, a, yeah, it's yeah. like instead of a motorcycle, he's got a hot rod. Yeah, a West Coast hot rod guy. Yeah. Uh, drives was, a charger, I think. I don't know. He was given his powers not by Mephisto, but by Johnny Cage. Uh, not Johnny Cage. Uh, not Nicholas Johnny Blaze. Uh, Johnny Blaze. <laughs> Nicholas Cage, Johnny yeah. Blaze, Johnny Cage. <laughs> all the, totally, the all totally rational. Yeah. Well, yeah you know, I love that podcast hosted by Johnny Cage, Nicholas yeah. Cage, and Johnny Blaze. <laughs> you know, you know Johnny Cage was named after Nicholas Cage, right? The Mortal yeah, Kombat? Then, yeah. Yeah. Huh. But yeah. Nicholas Cage took that name from Luke Cage. Yeah. And, and I'm not kidding. Like, yeah. And then he named his kid Cal L. Yeah. So I don't know what the fuck's up. And Luke Cage. Nicholas Cage is a couple. Of them. Yeah. Luke Cage isn't even his real name. Actually, one of the Yeah. <laughs> um, I hope that joke landed. I hate. The, nope. I hate I'm the at it. Yeah. I'm laughing at the fucking traffic fucking accident that is our conversation. Um. Um. Because uh, we we've we've already hit two hours. Uh, easy. Um. I. Yeah. I think just to end this, if you guys got like a couple minutes, I just want to go sure. over who, if you were doing a Marvel cinematic X-Men movie, who would you have on your main team? And we'll go around in circles and I'll give you guys time to, to put together a team if you want uh, and, and uh, explain it. If you guys aren't want to have time to think about it, I got my, I got my team um, and we can I'm start. Sure, with I, I would, I instinctively would want to do a mix of the classics and the like. Yeah, go for it. Expected X Men characters. I, Cyclops is a must. Beast, Gene. Uh, I'm definitely with you, Dimitri. On like, we don't need Wolverine right off the bat. No, of course he should show up at some point, but he doesn't need to be a debuting character. So okay. I'd go with like, let's go okay. Cyclops, Gene, Beast, uh, Gambit, and then I'd probably dip into like more new mutants roster um okay instinctively i'd always want i'd always want a man on a team because 
such a fascinating character. Uh, who? Let's go Multiple Man Polaris. Oh, yeah, yeah, multiple man. Um, okay. Multiple man polaris. Um, yeah, fuck it. I'd throw like magic or yeah, let's do shadow cat and magic. Okay, okay. That's what seven, seven characters. Uh, sure. Yeah, seven or eight. Okay, because uh, yeah, I got a team that's seven deep too. Okay, interesting. <laughs> I've per I I very carefully curated my team to the stories that I feel like I would want to tell. Because like oh, the story, sure. the stories that the X Men universe need to tell is. That their family, they're also dating. Like I think the ro- like there's like romance angles in X Men that like I think need to happen. But then there's also the yeah, socio political commentary that like really needs to hit home. Um, okay, yeah. I like your lineup. It's a mix of classic. It's a mix of like new stuff. I like that, Eric. Uh, what do you what do, what do you um, think? Have you thought about it before? I mean, I guess the way if I. I mean, I'm definitely with you, like, story first. You know, what what kind of story do you want to tell and who best fits that? Yeah. But I definitely think there's something to, like, you know, the old guard, let's say mid-guard, you know what I mean, but then the new guard, you know. So it's like, I feel like the OG team, Professor X, Magneto, all that, that's old news. They're they're either gone, retired, you know, dead, and, like, they're just, they, but... There is like memory of them and 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 going right. on. And if anyone is the old guard now, it should be like that giant size X Men team where yeah, like they're yeah. they're the ones holding it together for the new mutants. And yeah, a lot of the new mutants team. If that movie ever comes out, would be nice. Yeah. Uh, I was wondering if we were going to ever talk about the the new mutant mayor. Dude, I, yeah, I I want it to I want it to be good. Like I, I want it. Yeah, they just keep pushing it. Yeah. Uh, I would love to see magic in there. Uh, Sunspot's great. Um, you know, Wolfsbane's uh, fun. Yeah, yeah. just like I want to see. Yeah, even even gold balls or whatever. You know, like I would like to see. Uh, yeah, definitely, Dude, definitely I, more diverse. I'll put a name out like, there. Warlock. I would love to see Warlock done in a in a live action setting. Yeah, but that's such a challenging because of how he looks and just how he presents himself. I would love. Maybe we can get Maggot back. <laughs> I would love for for multiple different X Men movie series. Like, who's to say yeah, that sure. X Men sure. have to just be one series? Like, why should the X Men be relegated to one series and Captain America has one series? You know what I mean? Like, like Captain America is yeah. just one person. Like X Men, there's so many stories. Like, you could have a like literally a whole branch of like MCU stuff that's just mutant related. Yeah, and I think that oh, they need, right. need to really hit that. Yeah, so. Yeah. My lineup, again, my lineup hinges on that there was previous X-Men teams before this. So, uh, and that there's like prehistory involved, right? Um, I like that. I, I like the idea. I like that idea of exploring like the previous, who was on the team previously and just where they're at in the day. If yeah. they're even still alive. Yeah. Why they chose to yeah. leave the X-Men. Yeah. A lot of good story ideas there. Yeah. Right. Because the 90s cartoon, even, like, even though we were talking it, shit on it. Like the '90s cartoon existed with an X-Men team that had already been established, so they could de- yeah. dive into the prehistory. Eric, you were saying something for sure. Oh no, but they could even just do like Watchmen style photo on the wall, you know? Yeah. And it's like, uh, you know, uh, yeah. and you know, obviously it'd be nice to see some people go on, but like, like I say, it's like Magneto tied to the Holocaust. It's like he's he's too old man you know like we need to the, the history needs to move on you keep him in the comics i think it's great yeah. he's still in the comics but 
like right and you can even do flashback we saw yeah. we saw 70s ant-man you know uh, like that was cool you know we got to see yeah. michelle pfeiffer uh kicking ass like right. uh you can do yeah. the flashback those are my favorite Real parts oh, yeah give us abusive hank pam you cowards don't do hank pam if you're not going to show him be a f- ass <laughs> oh man i kind of uh, like crabby ass Michael Douglas, but yeah, I do. I do they, like they crabby kind of, as Michael they, they Douglas. Kind of tiptoed, they tiptoed up to it in the movies, and I appreciate that. But for me, it's like he should maybe hit a woman. Like we need to not be sympathetic to Hank Pym. Do what do you think of? Um, did you ever read Dan Slott's? Well, two things. Dan, we go on Ant Man real quick. Dan Slott's uh, Avengers run, where they basically address that. But uh, he's they've event- they've they've since kind of come out and said he's like bipolar. Oh yeah, God. yeah. I know they kind of they kind of retconned the character. I I know that they did that. I I remember specifically when they addressed the abuse issues between Hank and Janet in Ultimates. Um, but I, and I yeah. know that was the, that was referencing pre-existing kind yeah. of storylines and character work from yeah. the original. Yeah. Yeah. So I've seen the yeah. original, but I I know of when it's been when it's been brought up in comics. Yeah. Right. Um. Yeah. They don't, they don't let Hank that shit down ever. Yeah. I think <laughs> yeah, they're trying. Hank's, Hank's the bastard. Yeah. Uh, I re- you guys know I re- that Hank is Hank and Ultron are melded now, right? You guys yeah. know that? Oh yeah. no, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Hank is like out in outer space. That's weird. I mean, I I, I have been reading that. It's it's because like uh uh Scott Lang has Ant Man down. Like that's Scott Lang. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And so for yeah. okay, they tried doing a third guy. And they're like fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> um, you guys, uh, do you ever read um? Oh, go ahead. In retrospect, people are going to listen to the episode and be like, poor Dimitri. He keeps wanting to say his X-Men lineup, and Eric keeps jumping on. Eric, leave Dimitri Dimitri alone. I just want to get this lineup. I'm so proud of this lineup, man. (laughs) Eric, shut up so Dimitri can give us his lineup. It all, like, trust. Next episode. Yeah. It's like we're already over time and like people listening to the show. Just let Dimitri say his lineup. I just want to hear his lineup. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it and people are gonna be like, oh, that's what we waited for? That that was it? Yeah. Let's that, hear what? Tear the band-aid off. All right. Cyclops. Yeah, let's do it. Cyclops for sure. Yeah. I want him to be a leader and I want him to finally get the recognition he deserves. I even got people that I, I would cast too. So like I'm thinking like a Taron Egerton, Liam Hemsworth type uh, person. Liam Hemsworth could be cool. I don't cool. know if you've seen it. What? Oh, just, there's been a lot of talk uh, this past week in particular. There's been a lot of John Boyega as uh, Scott Summers talk, which I oh, like. Interesting. I yeah, No, okay. X-Men, 100% I'm with. Okay. I'm cool with that. Uh, yeah. Storm. I want Storm to get the recognition she deserves, and I want Cyclops and Storm to be team co-leaders because Cyclops is uh, a little more insecure uh, because yeah. of the previous team disbanding or whatnot. Like a lot of people that he grew up with have left, uh, so yeah. Storm has a yeah, lover. We're going back to the blue blue team gold team setup. Kind of, yeah. Storm has a lover, Forge. I want Forge as the tech guy. Uh, I want Love Forge. Always yeah. a big fan of Forge. We need Forge to be uh, Native American. Uh, and so we cast a Native American actor. Oh, also Storm. Sure. Sonequa Martin-Green as my Storm. 
Uh, if you know who she okay. is, she was on Walking Dead. She's on Star Trek Discovery. She's the main character. If you've seen her. Okay. okay. Uh, uh, yep. Gambit. Gambit's our badass kind of rebel character. He butts heads with uh, with Cyclops. Uh, nice. Did get him back for this? Uh, n- probably not. I was thinking like Decray, okay. Decray Montgomery, who played Billy in That's Stranger Decray. Things. You know Decray? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Billy Stranger like Things. That. Yeah. Okay. You know, uh, he. I think he could be a good. Uh, you know, he's a Red Ranger and Power Rangers. He could be a good Gambit. Uh, then the, the seasoned professional that's all about, uh, just being on the team and about work is North star. Nice. Let's get, let's get a super speedster that can fly. You know what I mean? North star and North star's gay, you know, it's a, it's a, you know, and I, I view him as Hoppa, like he's half Asian, half white. That's the way I view him. Okay. Okay. Um, all right. I see that. Yeah. It's Jimmy a- Hoffa. I thought you were gonna say. <laughs> uh, union, he's a corrupt union leader. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as our as our quote unquote ugly mutant that has to deal with her ugliness in a world of like supermodel mutants is Marrow. Okay. Marrow. I, I like Marrow. Yeah. I thought you may have gone Stacy X, but I know she's been dead for. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Of, I like I'm Meryl. not a fan of Stacy X. Chamber would be pretty sweet. Yeah. Oh, I love Chamber. Chamber would be cool. Chamber. Chamber would be cool. Um, Rosa Salazar would play Mero. By the way, that's just my. I would want like a. I would want like a Latina Mero. Oh, for sure, Uh, that works. And then finally, Dazzler to really offset the Mero feeling like an ugly mutant. You have Dazzler, who literally is a famous celebrity closeted mutant. Yep. And so that's my lineup. Yeah. I like that. There you go. Do you uh is there a is there a strong guy on the team? Because every team's gotta have a strong guy. Uh how about strong guy? <laughs> no, not mm-hmm. not technically. Okay. Not like Fair someone enough. who has super strength. Also, super strength is kind of overplayed right now, especially with the MCU. Oh, it's yeah, that, super strength has always been the go-to played out power, but right. I just uh a Marvel philosophy that I've always loved and is that every team needs to have a strong That's yeah. why Guido Carroll took the code yeah. name strong guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah anyway. That's literally why. In a press conference, he heard like interviews. I would, like press see, conference whispering. I would love to see uh, the next Deadpool movie. Like he's on the Fox lot, gets in, he gets his, his taxi buddy to drive him over to the Disney lot and finish his movie. That's what I would oh, love. Uh, I, like that. I got, I got, a pitch. I got he, a pitch for Deadpool, but. Uh, I mean that's that's separate. I think I pitched it on the show before, but like, I got a Deadpool like, basically the premise is Deadpool wakes up and suddenly he's in the Marvel universe, and the whole movie you don't know whether Deadpool has always been in the Marvel universe or the 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 Disney Marvel universe, the MCU, or not. It's hard for yeah. him like whether his memories of the previous universe are real or not, and we'll never answer it. Like it's just suddenly yeah. he wakes up and he's like, oh, I- what's up? I was going to say, like, uh, like uh, the way they used Wolverine in the House of M, uh, he wakes up yes. and he's the one person who remembers yeah. how things are supposed to yes. be. Yeah. No, that's that's how you do it. Like, yeah. Wolverine yeah. can come later. That's how you do it, because he's literally like, I was I was in a Fox movie yesterday. What the hell's going on? Like, <laughs> right. You know, yeah. like, he, the, what, are you, what are you talking about? This guy's crazy. He's like, no, okay, listen, yes, I'm insane, but 
blah, 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 blah. and then he convinces them and everyone wakes up you know yeah. uh that's that's 100 percent the way to go also <laughs> hydra bob hydra bob is the one who fills him in on what this current universe is like <laughs> you know oh yeah um and he's an evil dude because he's an evil tech he wouldn't know otherwise yeah yeah i would and my personal favorite is he wakes up and he sings what's this from nightmare before christmas yes and he goes through the marvel <laughs> universe asking what things are at, to hydra bob let's just say or whatever and because oh, like he, he turns on the we have he will literally, he'll literally have the the Captain America uh, wake up scene, but it's gonna be all fucked up. Like, yeah, like you know, like it's gonna have that same like, oh, you know, kind of vibe. But yeah. yes, I would love uh, uh, yeah. this. As a Nightmare Christmas fan, I definitely love that working its way in. Owned by yeah. Disney, they can do it. Yeah, they can do it. Yeah, they're, yeah, yeah. They're not doing anything else with the Nightmare Before Christmas stuff. Like, yeah, like, why not license the yeah. song? Yeah. Holy shit. Can you, so uh, can you imagine? I, I, That's awesome. I would love it if on top of tying in like House of M stuff, we didn't mean bring it up, the Sam Raimi Doctor Strange movie. Oh, that's uh, right. Oh, dude, yeah. If they can get Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, who I, I Andrew Garfield, I feel like he got a bad, got a Agreed. dealt a bad hand. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. He was a great Spider-Man, dealt a terrible hand. Uh, get the three of them. And then oh, Miles Morales, you know, it's sort of like high people up for like, oh, great. and then and then psh, gone, gone, and then psh, you know, uh, you know, you can keep you can keep Tom Holland, but just to have like the next Miles Morales yeah, would be yeah. just fantastic. Yeah, he's young too, uh, and yeah. then you have t Tom Holland as like sort of Tony Starking to Miles Morales, you know, mm. and then you see that reflected back. Yeah, it's beautiful. Sure. And you cry. I. Uh, I well, envision I envision Marvel the MCU Spider-Man as being like a trilogy of trilogies, right? If handled right, it could, yeah. Yeah. So like yeah. I think like the next set of like so it's three movies that deal with Spider-Man, Tony Stark, The Avengers, that whole like thing that we've been dealing with. And then like yeah. uh 4 5 6 can deal with him like really striking out on his own. I would love for number 6 to be Sinister 6. But I don't know if they can wait that long, you know. I know there have been there have been so many plans over the years. Like so many writers and directors have been just chomping at the bit to do the Sinister Six. But right. Like the groundwork has the groundwork hasn't been there. Right. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, you got and you got the Vulture in there. Uh, there. Yeah. yeah. I like that. I liked Paul Giamatti Rhino. There, I said it. No. <laughs> oh, no. I ha I hated it. Give me more. <laughs> Give me more. <laughs> it doesn't. Uh, they, they knew. They knew that was a bad idea because they worked it into like the last three minutes of the movie. Like, ah, eh, fuck it. Here's Paul Giamatti. Yeah. Um, just, uh, that would be insane. Not to build the Fantastic Four in yeah. Phase Four. I, I, yeah. I don't know how they. Yeah. Right. Can you imagine Tom Holland and then like Spider Man and then you got Johnny Johnny uh, uh, Johnny Storm. Johnny yeah. Cage. Uh, Johnny Blaze, Johnny right? Cage. Johnny Cage. Fire? Johnny Cash. Uh, well, Spider-Man, how you doing? Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> came on. Fire. Okay. Bam! Right <laughs> um, yeah. That, no, honestly, like, I want to see 
fucking like I want to see that. I want to see Baghead Spider-Man hanging with the Fantastic Four. Like we yeah. oh, we we deserve it. Yeah. We do my favorite cop on the Spider-Man game. Yeah. Um uh, unfortunately anyway. that is all the time we have. We've gone even overtime. It's been crazy. Uh, um uh first things uh, first. Thank you guys so much for watching. If you guys are watching, please give us a follow on Twitch. Uh, really helps us out. We're trying to earn our way to affiliate or partner status. Uh, that really helps out the show uh, because of quarantine, because of lockdown. We do everything on Twitch now. And we're trying to keep that going and be like an active member of the Twitch community. So if you can give us a follow here on, on Twitch, that would be awesome. If you follow us also... On our other stuff, on Instagram, we post a lot of memes. We keep people updated a lot on Instagram. It's at the Keeg Show on Instagram. Uh, again, you like memes, you like Instagram stories. We do that all. Like that is all on Instagram. Um, so if you guys watch us, please follow. Thank you, thank you. Um, we keep this going. Like we have so much stuff on the Keeg right now. We do a Friday night kind of game night show that we do on Friday nights uh, at 9 p.m. And we do the key, that's called the key back. We do the key live where we tackle topics, new topics every week. Um, that's Saturdays at 3 p.m. Uh, so today we went over X-Men. And again, we we could talk X-Men for more hours, but you know, we got two yeah. hours. That's what we do. Um, next week yeah. we're gonna be going over something really important, which is a POC representation in comics. So. Like, we're going from this sociopolitical commentary that X-Men have to actual sociopolitical commentary that the real world has uh, with characters in comics and the comic industry and, and whatnot. That is, like, super important, and nice. we're going over that. So tune in next Saturday at 3 for that. Um, if you guys feel like donating, uh, we have a link right below on Twitch. You can click that. You can donate. Uh, that is uh, greatly appreciated. We got our first donation last night from Mike Benavidez. Uh, he has a Twitch channel. If you guys want to check out his Twitch channel, he donated. Uh, it's just doing a little shout out, showing some appreciation for the people that are appreciating us. Um, before we get going, uh, where can we find you guys next? Eric, like James? Like before uh, we start the episode? Uh, yeah, before we start. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, uh, before we get going. Get like to leaving, you know? Yeah, Eric, yeah, I hear you. where can we uh, where can we find you uh, next? What's your social media if you want to say that out loud and you know plugs and whatnot? Uh, yeah, it's Eric Wargo, E R I K W A R G O. You find me on Twitter. Uh, please don't find me on Facebook. It's it's a shit show right now. Uh, but uh, you know I do shows with Night Church on Twitch, so it's twitch.tv slash Night Church, or just want to you know Twitch with me. I play video games on my own channel, Eric Wargo. Uh, and also, I don't know if you want to donate to some Black Lives Matters or some bail funds. Hit me on Twitter with your receipt. I'll match it, bro. Uh, so, yeah, come find me. I Eric, dare you. You're doing good work, <laughs> man. You're doing good work, and I yeah. see it. Appreciate and uh, I'm, I'm I'm proud so tired. To, I'm proud to call you my friend, man. Thank you, man. I'm proud to call you my friend. I'm proud to be on the show. This is a good show, and Thanks, uh, honestly, like even your other guests fantastic too so yeah uh, you're doing the good work as well friend. uh thanks i'm trying it, it seems weird sometimes to do my friday night show uh and to play games when like real shit is going on out there uh but i think it's it's hey. just a uh, two hours for someone to, like everybody to unwind you know what i mean 
You got you got to do it. You have to unplug, man. You got to rest. Yeah. Rest is revolutionary. So yeah. I, 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 I'm all. Have you, have you seen the meme that's going around basically stating that like, like everybody doing these protests, everyone doing these things, uh, everybody, um, has a purpose, right? And like a D and D, uh, class system. I saw that. You know? I, yeah. I love it. And I love it. I saw I, that. That's a great, and people, no one should feel bad if they can't make it out to like a protest, man. Honestly, like I know we love all of X-Men, but like I've read too much X-Men. I've listened to much punk rock. I'm not, I can't, I have to do this stuff. Yeah. But if you can't make it to a protest, there's like 50 other things you could do to help out. Yeah. Uh, and you know, that, that D and D class meme going around is fantastic. I love yeah. it. I'm just, um, I'm trying to be the best bard that I can be, you know? Cause I think that's where that's it's great. You know? I, I don't know. It's tough. If you're watching this X-Men commentary and you think that like comics shouldn't have political messages, first thing, you're an idiot. Because X-Men yeah, is yes. the most political uh, comic of all time. Well, not of all time, but you get what I'm saying. Like long-running, big franchise. Uh, but also, all comics have political messages. Like That's what comics are. It's a medium yeah. for that. It's not just all bam, biff, kapow. Like they all have points and messages that they're trying to make. So th the people that are watching this, thank you so much for watching this. Uh, I hope X-Men means something to you. And I hope that like yes. this current climate definitely calls upon like those messages, you know? So black lives matter, you know? And it's Hell fine yeah. if you're not out there protesting, but like we all have a part to play whether your part is to convince yeah. your parents not to be racist. Like if that's all that you can do, try that. You know, it's maybe Dude, a lot to ask. Well, do it, you know, but I'm trying to be the best bard that I can be. Um, and you know, uh, just doing what I can here. Uh, but thank you, Eric, for coming on the show. Thank you for what you're doing outside of the show. Uh, again, Thanks. you're always a pleasure to have. So thanks. Uh, James. Hey, thank you, man. Yes. Uh, what are your plugs? What are your, what's your social stuff? You know, what's your social security number? Uh, oh yeah. You know, uh, write them down. Here it comes. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm on Facebook and, uh, Facebook and Twitter. Hit me up at James Stebick, uh, Twitter at Dr. Stebick, doctor spelled out S T E B as in boy, I C K. Uh, for anyone interested, I co-host a wrestling podcast uh, called two count Kickout. Uh, find us on Facebook at two dash count kickout podcast. Uh, we're on Twitter at two count KO, the number two. Uh, we've been off for a couple weeks, uh, just trying to get our schedules synced back up, but we should be back uh, this next week for all of your uh, pro wrestling uh, needs. Uh, I think that's all I got. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not doing live shows at the moment. So yeah, yeah. I'll, yeah, podcasting is all I got. So yeah, watch hey, wrestling, everybody. Go watch wrestling. I'm glad we got you for this episode, man. Like, it's always like it's always a pleasure to see you have you on the show. And like, oh, thank you. You know, we got you. I I reeled you in. I'm sorry I kept you overtime, but like, you no, I'm, I I'm happy to be here. Honestly, like X Men comics, one of those one of the few subjects I will jabber about for hours and hours if anyone lets me like if you want to do just an x-factor episode i'll come on and run down all the different eras of x-factor oh from Ooh, ghostbusters don't... era through gambit and uh the robots being involved. yeah don't don't tempt me with a good time man yeah 
Everybody read <laughs> X Factor comics. They're the best. Yeah, they really are. Peter Peter David, it's like Peter David. Uh, he does he does Dude, such his, good work. His love for Multiple Man, like how hard he fought to keep the Multiple Man character going just year after year. Uh just there's so much good Multiple Man stuff out there. Multiple Man is such a good character. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. Right, that's uh, what I got. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys, uh, Eric, James, for coming on the show. Always appreciate thank having you, you guys. Uh, you guys have been on the key multiple times before, and I will continue having you guys multiple times from Sweet. this point onwards. Um, thank you to the uh, audience once again. Thank you to the audience for – oh, Eric, did I – were you going to say something? No, I love it. Love oh, okay. <laughs> uh, thank you to the audience again for watching. Please like, comment, subscribe, donate, follow – do what you can for the show. Do what you can for the protests out there right now. Uh, yes. That's real, real ass shit, you know? So uh, do that. Uh, and thank you to Paul Lau, um, co-producer of The Keeg. Uh, wow. Right now, he uh, he's always commenting. He's always moderating for us. Paul, Paul kicked out the first creep that we've had on the show. He We had the first creep last night, and Paul axed him. Nice. Yeah. So, nice. Uh, we, have, we have Paul for a reason. So uh, thank you, Paul, uh, for for doing that for us. I'll get out of here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's pretty much it. That's the end of the Keeg Live uh, X-Men uh, episode. Next week, we're going to go over uh, POC representation in comics. So stay tuned. Uh, we got two episodes next week, uh, Friday night at 9 for the Keeg Back, Saturday at 3 for the Keeg Live. So uh, thank you guys so much. Uh, once again, I'm your host, Demetra Pereira, and this has been The Keeg Live. Super fast.